Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today, and today we're still at Pacificon. <laughs> we're again at Pacificon. We actually went home and came back. Yes. So it's a Saturday morning. It's always good to figure out what day it is. So it's Saturday morning and we are here once again right next to the Reg table, across from the RPG table, and across from Open Gaming. So there's a lot of stuff going on. I think Saturday is probably a very busy day compared to <laughs> Friday. Because Friday, you know, some people <coughs> can't make it quite to the to the event on time or, you know, that early. Especially in the Bay Area, there's a lot of traffic. A lot of people want to need to go home and do some last-minute things. Before if you the, live somewhere where there's not traffic, you're lucky. Yes, but then you probably don't have large conventions to go to, unfortunately. That eliminates some noise from that side. So uh, we have been here uh, since Friday. And Friday we recorded and had a good old time. And then uh, we we got we got we recorded later. So t- today we're recording at it's ten thirty. Today I brought the wax dye that my brother-in-law sent us. Um, Where's the twenty? Go ahead. And we put it on the table. <laughs> it's really cool. I never played with a wax dye, although I got instructions on what I needed to do with it. So. I'm not sure. It says don't roll it on a hard surface, but how else can you roll it? Almost every surface is hard. Well, you could. Run I tried it. not to hold it in my hand and make it hot. <laughs> well, you could roll it like in a in a in a what do you call it? Uh, one of those places. One of those. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a dice tray. Yesterday I rolled a tray. one and then a twenty. Today it's it's rolling differently a little bit, but. Uh, it is made out of wax, so it's not exactly what you'd call terminate style uh, size. So, so you got that going. So anyway, thank you, Felipe. It was pretty cool to get it in the mail. He yeah, said he was neat. sending a surprise. I didn't know what it was. I'm always scared when people say they're sending a surprise because I'm not that much into surprises. I'd rather know exactly what it is. But this was a very nice surprise. Another thing we did yesterday is after the podcast, we actually got into a, a Star Trek game. Which was a lot of fun. So Jolene's a big Star Trek fan. I don't know if you've noticed from our previous podcast. But she loves Star Trek, all things Star Trek. And we had played with this uh, GM before. And he's... Uh, he he's stopped very- by yesterday at the podcast, Andrew. Yes, Andrew. Uh, Andrew Jackson. Oops, I'm not supposed to say his middle name, last name. And... Uh, Vern is across the hallway making, making funny faces. faces. So we had a lot of fun. We played um, with... Three other men? Four. Four guys. One that we played a Star Trek game last year with is about 19 or 20. He was just he just graduated high school last year. He's one of our he's Ian our friend's kid's age so. Because so he, he couldn't go to Kublicon because he had to go to his graduation. Graduation, <laughs> which you know it happens over uh, Memorial Day weekend, so that's a terrible time to have a you know. Uh, Some schools it? get out early, so they have to have graduations when the actual classes get out. So. Well, that that's ridiculous. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, uh, what was I going to say? So, we played in this game. Uh, it was slated to go pretty long, but it ended actually pretty pretty early. It was really good. But it was really good. We played in this game before. I got to play Jordy LaForge, the engineer. And guess what? Nobody wanted to play Picard the captain, so I had to step up and do an excellent job, I might say, of, uh, well, of Picard. I don't know about excellent, but he did a good job. Fabulous, fabulous. I don't, I don't like the word fabulous, but he did a good job. Oh, you admit I did a good job. Well, well, there were a couple times where we had to tell him that that wouldn't happen, but, you know, that's 
par for the course with Saul. <laughs> My God. Okay. And Star Trek. Well, it doesn't matter. So we played the game. It was pretty fun. Uh, he he is obviously a fan of Star Trek universe. I, he runs. That's all I've seen him run in Star Trek. And not only does he run the game, but he makes the he has this big character sheet thing. Where, with all kinds of information about your character and a little description if you don't if you haven't ever, ever seen Star Trek which I can't imagine but I guess some people haven't terrible terrible <laughs> they haven't seen it and so he has he also has a lot of RPG you know memorabilia so he has all kinds of Star Trek books and he not has not only RPG but he has little Star Trek figures and action figures oh that's right and he has a bridge that makes noises and then he has all the maps he got the cartographer star trek yes which is pretty cool oh and he showed us the vulcan the map of the vulcan star system which was absolutely amazing yeah it's really it's really really, what do you call it very artistic that we've done it's not real it's vulcan that's what you would expect so and then it was like a regular star trek uh, map of the of the Alpha and Beta Quadrant. But what's really weird is that that same map is the one used in Star Trek Adventures. So Star Trek Adventures uses that same cartographer's map. So I, I, I'm like, I, I might need to get it, but it is extremely expensive, that cartographer's book, box, whatever it's called. I literally like had to tell Saul that I didn't need any of the Star Trek stuff that he was looking at in the room because if he sees it, he might buy it thinking, oh, Jolene would like that. Yeah, but you, I was looking at just RPG books. He goes, you don't need another RPG book. Because he has a lot of RPG books of uh, All the old different um, incarnations. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so he was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, one of the players from, uh, from the Star Trek It's game. Saturday morning. Some people have been up a long yeah, time. So he looked a little sleepy. He a lot of a people sleepy. don't like looking at you when you're on a microphone. They don't like looking at you. Yeah, we might make you sit down. We might start, actually make you talk to us. Talk to us, yes. The lady so, walking around with pink ears. The convention is a lot busier today than it was yesterday, yes. so we, I apologize for any extra noise. We're sitting right across from the open gaming room, which is where we'll probably be going later after our podcast to play different games. Right. Um, the miniature, we went into the miniature room last night. It was yes. it was pretty quiet, but it was late. It was after 10 o'clock. It was 10. And like I said, Fridays, you know, uh, I think they have a large, uh, what is it, a large club that comes out of Modesto. There is the also the, the club, the South Bay Club. Um, South Bay. I think they're just forming, though. It's pretty new, I it's think. It's right off of Saratoga Avenue, and and they do war games. They were doing them last night. That was pretty cool. They meet, like, once a month at a church yeah, around here. Yeah, uh, Prince of Peace, I believe it is. Yeah. So that was really cool Did, did you see what the, when they meet? On the, they, there's a flyer. We can pick one up. <laughs> I had a card. So maybe but I don't know. If we do that, if we pick one up, then we might um, actually have to go. And Wargaming is, is cool, but it takes a lot of time. If you think role-playing game takes a lot of time, then Wargaming takes a lot of time because you have to set everything up. You are correct. Most war games take a bit more time. Though I was interested for, and I still am, been interested on and off for the past 20 years, I would say, is a DBA. Which is some you have to Latin tell word. me what that is. Debellus Antiquilius, something or other. I don't know. I butchered the Latin, the Latin of it, but are we talking sh- Romans? Well, it is an ancient war game. So, and it uses a, uh, it tries to mimic you know uh, actual uh, units used in in the, in history. So they they have all kinds of army lists, and they're very exact, right? You know, you have to have this kind of army, and you have and this army is worth so many points, and you know, like all war games, they're all different, you know, various stages of craziness so 
uh, I've always been interested because it was a very small number of figures that you needed. Still, you know, you needed probably 25 to 50 figures, but that's small compared those to some of the little armies battles. that you bought a long time ago. Yes, the tiny ones are the, he 50 got millimeter. These elephants. And, yes. Um, and they were painted those, by the way. Or did but you put, you put the little swords, the little, um, not swords, the, um, what are they? Spears? Pikes. Pikes, yes. Yeah, they're, they're in the living room. And uh, being an ancient historian, ancient medieval historian, it's pretty cool to, to watch these guys and to talk to them. And in fact, when I was taking um, one of Dr. Ross' class on Roman history, yes, I actually went to um, D&J Hobby, which it doesn't isn't there anymore, but they had all the books on the different uh, yes. the different armies, yes, which I found From very Osprey helpful. Publishing. It was really cool because they had. They, there was so much historical stuff in it, and I even asked my teacher at school, my professor, and he's like, whoa, those are pretty cool. He's into all that kind of stuff, so. Right. Uh, well, he was a Roman historian, so. He wrote a book on the, the logistics of the Roman army. Yes. Which is a very thick book. And, Huge. But it's very, very detailed about how they got stuff. The logistics of the Roman army. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like that kind of stuff, then you would. He, said, he even said that he, he, he probably, we shouldn't probably buy it because it was very... Very dry. Like like my thesis that Saul kept reading and falling asleep when he was listening. No, no, no. Well, I think I was still working night crew when you were working on your thesis. Maybe not. Here we are. Uh, so we played so the game. Cool. We we yeah, we passed by the, the miniatures room. And there was one miniatures room. Well, it was one game. But it was... Uh, the was, Peanut Wars? Was it the Peanut? Yeah, yes. It was, uh, yes. And it was like huge. I don't know how many tables they had strung together. At least three. At least three lengthwise. And they had the little tiny figures. And it was double space, right? There was two. So imagine, what is it, like six foot tables? And they're, they're, they're put length to length. And there's two sets of, or they're double wide. So that was a, that's a huge so that's 12 feet across and 18, and 18 feet, wide, feet wide. At least. At long. At 18 long, feet wide. Right, right. Right. Oh, you got it. Yeah, that's right. Dimensions. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Geometry. So, so it was huge, and I, and I was like, wow. And it was, and it was like, how many people would think we're playing? At least eight. At least eight, right? But I guess, they weren't using, they weren't rolling dice or anything. They were using a card deck, right. which right. I, I've never seen them do that before. I I've think it's a new system or newer the, system. I've always seen when when people when guys play miniature war games, they use their rulers and they have different different things that they can do, and they are very exact. Yes. It's a mathematician's game or a, a general's game or, you know, that kind of thing. So I was intrigued. He goes, well, how do you determine, you know, uh, you know, because yeah. they're always, usually, they are very concerned about, you know, distance and stuff like that. And they go, oh, we just use cards and we eyeball it. So I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like my system. But the system was, you know, you have a, everybody has a deck of cards and that, that determines whether you hit or miss and depend. You just flip over a card when you attack and if it's a, certain kind of card I didn't really get into the, the rules of the game but it looked interesting it looked like it went by fast because <coughs> they, they were just you know flipping cards and boom instead of rolling dice and, and worrying about your dice hitting these miniatures that are painted to different type of standards most of them are pretty nice the thing about cards is that it's a different kind of system than rolling dice yeah you don't like that huh? uh, it's not that I don't like it it's just totally different but the problem is for me is that you only have a certain amount of cards right so as you go through the deck, then you know kind of what cards are going to come up after. In yes, but once you go through the deck at least once, you're going to know that you're going to know no, you what cards it. are left in there. You reshuffle it. And it's two, two decks. I, I, specifically, I knew there was two decks of cards. So they were using double decks to, to determine. The, uh, they probably took out the Jokers and Kings, but maybe not. I'm sure they took out the Jokers. <laughs> 
or limited the numbers, but they were using two decks, they shuffled it, and I think they would shuffle it after, I guess you could count the cards, like you do in Vegas. You know, like, oh, what is it? You know, he's, he's pulled, you, know, you have a terrible... Well, it could have been that when we played in, I think it was Jeff. Yes, Jeff's game. We used cards, but he only brought one deck. <laughs> I think everybody was supposed to have their own deck. Yes. But as soon as the cards came up, I knew which cards were going to come up because they were only a certain amount. Right. Well, in that game, it's called Through the Breach. You, you actually have your own, uh, your, your own mini deck of cards. And so, yeah, you have your, what do you call it? It's kind of like a, a deck builder. So you know what cards you have in your deck. And so as you pull the cards, you can, you know, like if you have, you know, if you know you have, you have 10 cards, you kind of remember what cards you have the more and more you use them. And so if you pulled a lot of low cards, then toward the end or to later on, you know you're going to pull a lot of high cards, right? And, and vice versa. So that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So it, it changes it then rolling Yeah, but the if dice. you're using a double deck, it's kind of hard to count those, unless you're a genius, right? I'm sure there are some people out there like that. I have a 33.3% chance of uh, drawing a, a card that's under five right now. <laughs> you know some of them. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> yes. But it was very interesting. There was one that I really liked. It was the one with the little airplanes. Did you see yes. that one? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was a World War II, and there were airplanes, and they were actually doing a naval battle. They were attacking ships. There was ships uh, on, the, on, the, on the... I think the ships were mainly... Uh, like using for uh, victory points and stuff because the main battle was the dogfight between the, the, the airplanes. So th- these airplanes are like P-51 Mustangs and stuff like that. So that was pretty interesting. It didn't look like the one that you I think that's to. a war gamer. <laughs> it didn't see. quite look like the one that you have to do a lot of math to figure out where your airplane is going. It was on hexes, so you would have to like, yeah, it was, you would count so many hexes and turn left and turn right. To be able to do certain maneuvers. But you didn't have to take a break to actually do... No, you didn't have to bring out the calculator. Yeah, different kinds of problems and stuff. Because we went into the miniatures room, you know, we, we were always we're always interested in, in, in how miniatures are painted. And and even yesterday, when we just walked in real, real, real quick, we talked to... Uh, I asked a question about the game. And, you know, what's funny is, is that these, these guys who run... These people, there's some women who play games, uh, miniature games, they're really into the history of it, right? So, you know, miniature games are notorious for, like, it's my turn, I'm taking moving my troops, I'm doing this, it's then it's your turn. So they call it, there's a lot of downtime between turns, between the, two, between the two sides. So what I thought was interesting when I was asking the, the GM, the guy in charge of the game, a question, they were discussing the elements of that particular battle on the other side, the people who weren't moving. And I thought it was like, that's a pretty interesting thing that, that happened is that people, these, uh, these people are really interested in history and they really just like talking about history while they're playing the game. Recently, <laughs> Saul and I were asked a question about history and it made me very happy because I got to actually use my historical stuff and then... Um, oh my God, she was so giddy. She like, oh my God, a question about, about Roman history. And it's like, oh, I, and then she like... We, of course, I was much. answering the wrong question because I didn't understand what the question was, but I was very excited. Well, you know, you, you answered it. Yes, but it wasn't the question that um, the person was actually asking. Oh. It, it was something that they had heard about the church, not necessarily oh, the fall yes. of the Roman Empire. Yeah, well, yeah, the fall of the Roman Empire. Well, it was about the fall of the Roman Empire. Yes. But it was a loaded no, question. It was yeah. like, uh, you know, it was did Pontius, not Pontius Pilate, but did, uh, you know, whoever called the, did Nero call the, the end of the Roman Empire. So it was like... The, the short answer is no, but there's, you know, there's a long answer to that, right? You know, do you really want to know what caused the, the end of the Roman Empire? 
Sort of. If you do, I can tell you, but then so Jolie, I might bore you. So Jolene, Jolene, I was like, oh, I, and so she quickly rounded up four books, you know. Uh, off my shelf. Off, her, off our shelves and uh, started reading and it was trying to answer the question on, on Facebook, I think it was, right? Yeah. I think I think she, we might have like overly. Bored her, the person asking bored, the question to death. Gave too much information, right? Like, you know, you ask a simple question, you want a simple answer. And then you got Jolene's answer of like a ton of uh a ton of uh, so I, you can always tell about people who play miniatures because they're always carrying miniature stuff miniatures of terrain and uh, usually sometimes terrain but also usually there's a terrain happens in, in different st- styles you're talking about sections they're like they look like uh, the ceiling panels the little right. square ceiling uh, yeah. panels yeah and you, a lot of games use or big square like DBA uses a 3 foot by 3 foot plane area and that lady is, is looks like a she's carrying 2 foot by she, 2 foot but it's a hard panel yes. but other people what they do is they use a nice big roll of fabric, maybe. All I know is that miniature games have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff involved with them. Yes, it's kind of like when we ran the the big aliens game. My garage was stuffed with alien stuff all year long. <laughs> That's a big thing to consider about miniatures: is it is not a, a what is it, a space friendly type of game because you have to have miniatures, you have to have somewhere to store the miniatures, and then you have to have somewhere some way of transporting those miniatures safely. And if you spend a lot of time painting these things, they usually put them in boxes yes. with wrapped in. You know, think about an Foam. egg that you want to you want to transport without cracking. And for those people who are who are into photography, like a, a photography case, that's what it looks like. Yeah. They have these big, these like briefcases that have all kinds of foam pad- padding, and you can put your miniatures in there, uh, depending on you know what kind of miniature game it is. I don't know what kind of boxes Saul has. Saul has all these boxes. They they're, they're not photography miniatures. cases, but they're specifically for oh, yeah, miniatures. Yeah, yeah. And I, they have a and you, there's foam in it, and the miniatures are in it, and it's really cool. Right. Th- those are the real. But it takes those, up a lot of space ones uh, uh, but they're still kind of pricey okay they're, they're the long long uh snap boxes that have usually two levels when he says real cheap he means like they cost like 25 dollars each yes that's real cheap so but you get one of those like uh, let's say uh the warhammer ones that are made for specific for warhammer yeah. those things are between 50 and 60 dollars and they can go up to like hundreds of dollars to carry your army so there's a transport problem there is terrain so if you have to play a miniature game you know, you're not going to play on a regular wooden table. You know, you're going to get terrain. So a lot of these people, what they do is they get a, a piece of cloth or something that, that mimics grass or mimics dirt or sand, depending on what kind of game it is. And then then they have actual terrain features like trees, right. buildings, walls, fences, anything that, that has to do with the, with, the, with the scenario that they're playing. Sorry, I got distracted. I did not say dirt bag on it, did it? I don't know. <laughs> All I saw was two little boys in, ba- in yeah, baseball, baseball uniform. And they're both named Lung. I guess they're, they're, they're brothers. I'm thinking so. <laughs> Were they twins? I, did, I couldn't tell. I was, I was too mesmerized. One was actually taller than the other, so, so I'm not they sure. they probably weren't twins. If, you're, if you don't have a lot of space and you don't have ways, you don't like lugging a lot of stuff, miniatures are probably not for you. Well, I just when you said that, I was just remembering the the trains at Christmas time when Velco, the mall, was still there. They used to have the room, and one of the guys who he said I store it all in my garage, and he had like he had like <laughs> this like huge things where the train would go through. You know, at, you remember? Yes, it was uh, that was that was amazing. I think it was like a, you know he was a what do you call them a, a model train 
enthusiasts or whatever you call them. And you know, those some of those guys are really crazy. I mean, they they it, it looks crazy is not the right word. They're determined to have fun with it. Well, I mean, but they they really are really into it. They're right. Crazy is a bad word. Connotation. Yes. So they're really into it. So I mean, they spend hours and hours, man, being really meticulous about about how it, not even the train but how the scenery looks and they have tunnels like you said they had tunnels and it was a mountain yeah oh, and <coughs> and there were multiple tracks yes multiple tracks multiple trains going but when we, when you drive up to portland if you go through i-5 and you go through the mountains in oregon yes that's kind of what it looks like exactly there. but all, most of these guys they share this like love of painting right they just really want to make their figures look amazing and you know, we talked to Vern a little bit yesterday about painting figures. You know, I've been painting figures for 30 years, pretty badly. I just need to, you know, like I said, I just need to settle down, watch a couple videos. Ian has learned it. You could go and study with him. I know you'd pay him to paint your figures, but you could actually, actually learn paid, from him. I actually paid. I paid my friends Keith to paint my figures because I bought these boxes. He did a really, really good job too. Well, I, I, he really I, likes it. He's really good at it. Oh, Ian? Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good, and he's gotten better. He's gotten yeah. way better. No, but it was funny because I bought these boxes at, the, at what is it? A flea market. A flea market. Super cheap. And I'm like, man, these are nice figures. And I run a lot of, I like to run a lot of science fiction games. And some of these figures were really cool. It was for They the, were space marines. Yeah, they were for the Infinity uh, game. And they have all kinds, they have some really neat uh, poses and figures and armor and all that stuff. And, and I just told them, hey, you know, paint these figures for me. I'll give you, uh, I forget what I paid them. Two, two, two bucks a figure? I don't know. And he goes, well, and then he starts asking me stupid questions, right? Like, what color do you want them? I don't care. Make them look cool. That's that's my that's my rule of painting. And he had a lot of fun. He went out and bought paints. and yes. Or he made his mom buy him paints <laughs> no, even better. And she complained about it. she complained it. to me. She, she goes, said, well, Ian had to get the best paints. It's she's really com- expensive. She's complaining to me that, that, oh, I guess they're doing a blood drive. They are doing a blood drive. There's a person walking around that says, with a sign that says, give blood, save the humans. Save the humans. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Which is kind of funny. This is an eclectic group. Maybe they may not want to save the humans. There's also LARPs going on because I see people dressed up. Yes, there was a a LARP room somewhere over there. There is a LARP room. There's two LARP rooms, in fact. Oh, cool. Uh, I didn't see what LARPs were available last night, but I knew there were people playing it. So my friends mom is yelling at me saying you know you know stop giving my my son figures for you to paint like well he likes painting figures he's buying his own figures so don't blame me for all the paint that you're buying i go you know he's an old guy he's and he old. goes and i'm paying him and she's all no you're paying him but i'm the one having to buy the paint you gotta buy the paint anyway so actually i'm getting a pretty good deal <laughs> child slave labor laws and free paint and it makes him happy, so what, yeah, more, yeah. what more can you want? Yeah, I would have bought him the paint if he would have said, Jolene, I need the paint, so yeah, she could exactly. buy him the paint. Exactly. Yeah. No problems. In fact, I might have to buy some figures at the flea market today. And I don't think so. Yes. When is the flea market today? Oh, so they have I a flea market. It's at 2 o'clock, I think. I was just telling him the programs in his backpack because he wanted to tell you where the LARP rooms were, and oh, then he yeah. wanted to tell, tell, tell you about the flea market. So we didn't stay to the flea market because we got out of our game around 10 o'clock. And it still had. And the a, flea market wasn't going to start till twelve. Midnight. So it's midnight, and that's the that's the good one though. That's when everybody comes out. That's where everybody has the most the most stuff because they haven't sold anything yet. And isn't there a song about that? They all come out at night or something. <laughs> this has got to be one at least. I'm sure it's, you've been used. I really like going to flea markets. 
you can get some pretty good deals. I really don't like him going to flea markets because then there's more stuff in my house to try to figure out where to put. Well, I might actually have to go to one of the flea markets and actually sell stuff myself. But I've been blah, telling Jolie blah, that blah. For five I've years. heard that before. I've been saying that to Jolie for like five years at least. I do want to get rid of some stuff because there's some stuff that I don't, I don't, I'm not going to use. Uh, it'll go to a better home, as they say. So what I like about flea markets is <laughs> people really want to get rid of some of the stuff, and they're like, "Just get it out of here! I don't want to take it home." Literally, you know, like the regular flea market lament. You know, you know, they, they got to bring it here. They got to bring it to the to the to the convention. They got to unpack it. They got to do all that stuff and sell it. And then the idea of taking that stuff home is just not good, right? <laughs> so they just want to get rid of it. And so I've I remember I've bought I've gotten like hundreds of figures, you know. I wouldn't say hundreds, but I've gotten like I would hundreds of figures at a fraction of the cost of it if you bought them retail. Now some of them are already painted, and since I'm a terrible painter, I could care less, right? The flea market's at two o'clock today at Saturday, and I think Sunday we can make it. and Sunday they have a flea market at two o'clock also. Yes, so they have a flea market here on Friday night at midnight, and then Saturday and Sunday at two o'clock. So that's pretty cool. I guess people want to take a break from, uh, yeah. from doing whatever they're going to do. And um, the. The LARPs, the LARPing rooms, if you if you want to come and play a LARP. There's always an emergency sometimes when you go to a convention and you forgot Sometimes dice. you need dice. Dice. <laughs> That's not always my emergency. <laughs> Julie always needs dice, though. It's not like it's an emergency. She doesn't even need dice. She just it said, is an emergency when you need dice. Sometimes you need dice. But you dice. don't need dice. You just usually just want dice. So Need, want. So what's pretty cool is that what I like about having a dealer's room here at the convention and or any convention is that let's say you play a game and you really like it. You know, you, you, you go to a tournament or somebody's hosting the game. And that's one of the ways you can go to the convention is that you host the game and then, you know, you, they'll give you a discount on the on the price of the, uh, of the con or they let you in for free. So, you know, let's say you go and somebody's running the Seven Wonders games. And so you go and play the game. And you actually like it. You go, oh, you don't have to, like, like you know, worry about go finding at a game store, finding the game store. You can just go to the dealer's room and, you know, and usually find the game that, that you have been able to play at the con. It's very convenient that way. Yes. In fact, I think we did that a couple of times. I think we played a Splendor. Maybe Splendor we bought it. In KublaCon, we played in the Seven Wonders tournament, and they had a new thing oh, called Armada. But by the time I got out to the dealer's room, <laughs> which was pretty quickly... <laughs> All the copies were sold out, so we pretty, had to wait and actually she, go to Game Castle and buy I, it. Hey, so, so I I wouldn't say run, but to the district. If you really like something, she moved pretty quickly. I did because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is cool. And this I think is, you only had like, and well, see, in that case, it had just come out, right? The expansion. It had just come out, and there were a whole bunch of people playing in the Seven Wonders tournament who didn't have it yet, and everybody played it and said, oh, I need that one. Kilt. Kilt it's a really utility cool. kilt. Oh, that was this. How can you tell what the difference between a regular it kilt? It doesn't have any plaid on it. Oh, it's not a plaid. It's not a tartan. And they're probably a little cheaper if they're not made out of wool, right? Yes. They're still not cheap, though. I don't think like over 100 bucks. At least. Yeah. But they look pretty cool because that one, in fact, has all kinds of pockets. Did you want a kilt again? Cause no. I don't, I don't know. I don't you think looked look very cute in it. I mean, so, so have, we, have we talked about my brother's dad? Just barely. We haven't really talked about it. So we have a, a, a replica <laughs> of the die that my brother made when when I was a kid, uh, when I first, we first started playing. Oh, you got it wet, honey. Did it change it? No, but it's wet. It's made out of paper. So anyway, so my brother made 
a die made out of wax covered by paper. And Sorry, Felipe. Apparently, I have ruined your dice. No, you didn't ruin it. This gives it. The, that's the way ours was. It was all weird. Uh, he must have heard. He actually listened to our podcast, which surprises Jolene. Because <laughs> he doesn't like our podcast. I don't think sometimes. But because well, he's never said anything. Well, has he? He doesn't like some of the things you say about him. Well, I, I try not to him. say things bad about him no more. But uh, I do love my brother. But uh, he got me started in this great hobby, right? So you know, who am I to disperse him? But he, he was very creative. He made the die back when he was in high school. Didn't the set come with it? Like a, 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 a way oh. to make it? The directions? Okay, original D&D didn't come with any dice. And then the box set came with these really ugly little dice but remember there was a dice shortage and so there were no dice. i don't really you don't remember, remember but there was a, a <laughs> we're dice. talking about when i was little yeah we were talking about you're probably eight or ten so what there was year? a uh, 1978 so so in the box set if you're lucky enough you got these credit dice that you had to have a crayon to fill in the numbers right because they weren't the numbers weren't colored in the pips and then uh, and then after that, it was even worse because what they did is they gave you these uh, these uh, sheets that had just numbers, and and you would, you would they were basically chits, and you would count cut out the chits from one through twenty, and this would be your D one hundred, and then you have chits from one to eight, and to be your D eight and D ten, D twelve and D fours, and you would you know randomly draw these things out of a bag. Are you on the air? Yes. Yes. Oh, hi. hi. Hello. So. I heard about this. Yes, that's that's a facsimile of my my brother decided to make one for me again and send it to me. Go ahead. So it's it's paper with a wax. So I don't know I don't know, when we first started playing we didn't have any, a lot of money so my brother was inventive and made a wax die and covered it with paper and that's what we played that with. Like a yes. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Kathy, this is Saul Galim. Hi, yes. nice Saul. This is Kathy. Kathy, how you doing? I was on their podcast. Yes. Last week. So it was a lot of fun. So have you played any games? I have not. Uh-oh. I played run the convention games. Yes. There you go. Yes. There you go. No time That's for a very play. Important game. I'm yes. hoping to get to run a game, play a game today. All right. Oh. Good. Yeah, probably a at least game. at least one. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Are you play games? Uh, no, I'm observing. I'm oh. watching. Oh. <laughs> but I'll learn one. You, you know, have you know it. Yes, play a game. I suggest. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to know that there's people who teach novices like. And some games are really are not that difficult, you know. So, so you, they're easy to pick up. Ticket to ride. Is Ticket to ride, ride, Splendor. I like those. Yes, yes, yes. Well, have fun. Good to see you. I'm glad you're waking up and ready, ready to go. Play some games. <laughs> So yeah, so he made us a die, and we used it the hell out of it until we finally were able to get to a game store that had dice, and we bought some dice. You make it sound stopped. like you were in the middle of nowhere. We were, we were in the. It, there was nothing in Salinas. We had to drive to Monterey, which is not really far. Uh, it's the 25 minute. It's about 20 miles, but with the curves and stuff. It's, and there was a, a, a store in in Cannery Row that was a game store. And there was another one in Marina, I think, or not Marina, but somewhere around there. But I never went to it. And by the time I was, by the time I actually was like able to go there, it was closed. They had moved or whatever. By able to go there, he means he could drive. Yes. Yes, my parents really were like, they weren't like, they didn't actively like not let us play. But they were like, they weren't like going to go. They, you know, they, they weren't going to go out of the way. Yeah, they weren't going to take us to Monterey to go buy whatever. 
like okay they couldn't it was hard for them to conceive that there was not a store in Salinas that would sell the stuff that we wanted and there you go and what's funny is that it's this totally one totally different he has the numbers actually written on it and stuff it's so. exactly how you did it but what's weird is this one looks 1000% better than the one he first made because <laughs> the other one had lumps and bumps on it and it might have, I might just remember the, the version that we that had already been rolled or played with you know had seen hundreds of hours of play that that's the one I remember because I don't remember the original die looking this nice and of course, you know, because because of uh, our hot little hands, that the, the these these numbers that he drew in, they get enlarged because you know they're, they're soaking your oil and sweat, and they, you know you know how they get smudged, so they get really big. So just as <laughs> dice have grown and changed and become different things, the the art is the same yes, way. Yes. But I don't know if I would never not buy not buy a game because I didn't like the art. Wait. You don't know if you would not buy a game because don't you don't know. like the art. I, uh, the double contractions throw me off. Yeah, I don't know if I would buy an ugly game or not buy an ugly game if I thought it was a good game. There's a game called, years ago, there's a game called... Uh, I'm going to go from personal experience of living with you for this long. There was you, a game called Die Mocker. You would buy the game. Now, I bought the game and I could never get these my people to play it because it was an extremely long game and it was about the German political system. But it was really fun. And really fun. It was a friend of mine called Scott. He lives in the valley. I moved out there for a few years ago. Uh, I got to know him by by playing in his uh, Man of War game. That's what it was. And man, and man, that guy knew how to paint figures. And he had totally transformed that game into a, a really cool setup. And then, you know, of course, you get to know you know somebody, and you see him every con. And so we became friends. And uh, where was I going with that? Oh, so he, we played Die Mocker with him, and he liked the game. And I liked it a lot, but it was just a game that would never hit the table when I was, was after I bought it. But it's considered a pretty ugly game. It's a, the, the graphical interface. Okay. I wouldn't call it ugly. It's just very simple. It's, there you uh, go. There's no art. It's just it's it's, uh, it's substance over style. So art has changed. Yes. As as people have have changed and what they want to see in their games and stuff. Right. So correct. There you go. So what's cool, too, too, at most conventions, uh, not so much at DungeonCon, but here and at KublaCon. KublaCon, they have a game library. DungeonCon does, too. Do they? I think so. But it's not as organized as this one where, you know, you go there, you turn in your ID, and then they, they lend you a game. And what I'm talking about a game library, board games, right? They have a bunch of board games on racks. And then you go up there, and you basically just borrow, you know, like a, a library system. You borrow a, a game. And you go and play it and return it, which is pretty cool because that way, you know, let's say, you know, you didn't bring a bunch of games, right? And you're here for the day and you don't want to be one of those people that has a giant backpack. <laughs> I <Like> saw. <laughs> you know, full of games. And so, you know, you can travel light and and depending on the, your taste, uh, if, you know, if you're willing to play games a little bit more fluid on the games you would like to play, uh, they have a game that you can play just by borrowing it. Which is good because then you can at least know if you like the game or not because you might not like yeah. it. That's, that's another, My I friend Kathy and I have done that several times and yeah, discovered that we really didn't want to buy the game. I don't know what games they were. I just know that I we tried that, it. I remember You're like, oh, that, no, we're not going to pay it. No, we didn't like it. Well, because there's a lot of games and there's only so much time that there you can play There is a lot them. of games and so much money, right? Yes. So that was, that's that's true, too, is that there's been an explosion in board games. I forget how many board games are made every year 
but it's huge. It's like, oh, you know, in the over a thousand easy. You know, how many board games are made every year or published, and then you have to. Uh, and there's some games you know that are pretty good, but they never see the light of day, or they don't they don't get popular for whatever reason. It's like you know, it's like a it's like a musician, right? You sometimes you just get lucky and you become popular. I think it also has to do with you need somebody who wants to take the time to read the rules and learn it. Yes. And um, nobody in our group is that great at it. <laughs> I mean, they'll watch a video on it, but then they'll argue about the rules for two hours because one of them heard something one way and one of them heard it the <laughs> other way. So. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> so. My example of that is that wasn't that name in that game? Dominant Eminent Domain. Yes. Kathy bought this game and she goes, it's supposed to be really, really good. And so we sat down and we watched a video on how to play it. We read it's the rules. It's not a particularly hard game. And our friend Steve, he just... He just had a different idea of what something meant. He, he, he refused. I had, to, I had to stop the game because he got so upset and say, we're not going to play that again. Right. But we have played since. But then our friend Paul, Saul's friend Paul, taught us how to play it. And, oh, yeah. Um, and we had it right. And we did it right. And, <laughs> and then once we were sure that the three of us had it right, that we knew Steve had to play it our way, we just told him, no, yeah, this, this is, is the way it is. This is what it means. This is what it says. This is what it means. Right. Because right. Paul said, just read it to him, and it means exactly what it says. Correct. So th- that's the thing about board games is that if the rules aren't very clear, it could be really problematic. Hi. And a lot of rules are not necessarily clear because there's the, you read the rule, right? And then right. you're not sure it could go one way or the other. And, right. There's and interpretation. if you have a person at the table that doesn't like the way you interpret it, then <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, it has to be really clear. And so... Uh, Luckily, you can go online these days and go to right. like Board Game Geek and look at all the people who I'm also had the same issues with the same rules. Well, you, you were talking about D&D, right? You know, like original D&D and how basically every D&D was a homebrew because everybody would interpret the rule in a certain way. I was talking about that. Yeah, we, we were talking about, we were talking about, I think it was when we were talking about the OSR. Yes. And you said OSR means homebrew, <laughs> right? And so if you look, if you think about it, you know, people, it's like Monopoly, right? When people talk about Monopoly, everybody has these rules. And basically, there are house rules there. And so people go, those are probably the rules. Because well, like, when you're playing it, especially with, like, your brothers and sisters or yes. your cousins, people are going to get upset unless so, you have rules to. So, like, a family rule in my, in, my, in my house was we had to go around the board twice before we could buy. That's just the way we played. Oh, and we I never thought, had a rule like that. Yeah, so I don't know where it came from. That must have been Rome. I don't know, where, but I don't know where it came from because we always, you know, I was okay. I was, if you've been listening to my podcast or our podcast, I'm considerably younger than all my other siblings. I'm the youngest of nine, and so, so when I, I just they told me the rules. They, I didn't read the rules. They just told me what the rules were, and and we had to go around twice, and then park, 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 what, what free parking, right? Yeah, free parking. Uh, some people. Depending on, on stuff, they, they put the tax money in the middle of the board game. Yeah. And if you land on free parking, you get the, all that money. Yeah, we never played that way. That would have been cool. We did that, too. So it was like, oh, I want to land on free parking. And, land on free, and so and then, and so when I was growing up, and then I started playing Monopoly with other people, they like, they, they rolled the dice and started buying property. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, we were we supposed to buy property. He goes, oh, no, you got to go all the way around once. And they're like, no, you don't. <laughs> and so, so I was so convinced... I was so convinced of these house rules that they showed me the rules. And I'm like, I didn't. I had this like, you know, 
the realization that I've been playing wrong my whole life. Literally, my whole life. Because I started playing when I was like, you know, four or five years old. Well, talking about um, the original D&D. <laughs> that's one of the things about that, that I liked about when we did the episode on the OSR. Yes. No, it was on following the rules or something. Okay. And looking at the rule zero, right? Yes. That the GM is always right, or the du- the dungeon master is always right. Sorry, <laughs> some of us are hungry, and we saw a salad walk by, with a person actually carrying the salad walk by. A salad walk by. Now that you're hallucinating, sorcerers need food. Because I totally forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about uh, oh my god, so did I. We we're talking about OSR and homebrew. Yes. So, so board games have that too. Yes. If that, you, that whoever's that well reading the rules, if yeah, it's that, the, you know, they're going to interpret it one way or the other. <laughs> we played the game wrong for like two, two years. Those turn to Texas. Until we bought an expansion and Kathy and I were going through the rules, reading wow. it to oh, see what got, to yes. do. We actually had to read the rules to learn the expansion. And I said, just like the original game. I'm like, but well, we don't do that in the original game. <laughs> Then we had to get the original rules out. Yes. Then we had to tell Felipe that we actually we had the rules. But see, Felipe, someone told Felipe how to play yes. the game. At he a blames Kevin. I think it was. Okay. From 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 Kublicon, the one that retired. I forget his last name. Anyway. I, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to use last names. Remember. So Kevin's according to Felipe, which you know, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt because I asked Kevin about that. He goes, I never told him how to play that way because he's a big board gamer. But maybe you know. Maybe at the time you said it wrong, you know, or misinterpreted. Fully, yeah, you could always misinterpret what somebody's saying. So. Yes. So that that's another thing is about rules is that unless they're really clearly written, you have to make sure that you, you know, uh, read read them right. And then sometimes even then the rules aren't well written, and so you have to worry about about uh, about getting the rules wrong. So there is like we talked about that about Bay about Paul. You know how they're really good at reading rules. Some of these people actually like reading rules. I don't know why or how that happens, but they actually like. They don't mind reading rules. I'm like, ugh. Reading, and then, can you imagine playing like old Avalon Hill war games that were like 50, 60, 70 pages? Ugh, jeez. Saul wouldn't like that. The well, rule honestly, I don't think I've actually ever read a, a rule book, a rule book for a game, to learn how to play the game. Have I? Usually, I'm just. I'm, I'm. I'm usually, except for like maybe the Duke. I think the Duke was the one that read the rules, but that's really simple. It's like chess, but like. It's not simple, but okay. Well, it's a little bit less simple than chess. More simple, than, less simple than chess. But yes, it's like chess where you move pieces on a board. It's really good though. It's really neat. I like that one. Uh, I think it's made by Catalyst. Anyway, so uh, what was I saying? So rules, yeah. I think most of the time, most of the way I learn how to play a game is by, is by uh, someone teaching you. Teaching you, yeah. It's being taught. Like, I don't mind reading the rules, but nobody ever believes what I say when I read them. There's another salad walking by. There's another salad walking. Hey, by. Hey, where'd you get that salad? I got this salad over there, where they're, what is it called? The, the over pricey lunches. Convention food. This is like ten bucks, but I'm willing to pay more to get healthy food. Yes, yes. Right. Well, no, they told us that there was only going to be available for dinner. And it's nowhere near dinner time. They're set up over there to the right. They're going to have tacos, cool. too. Oh. Which I'd rather have than this. Yes. But, you know, Are you playing the game? I'm, I'm I am. T- I'm on a quick break. I'm, I'm playing with... I'm talking to Shannon. Star Wars LARP. Ooh. We're giving our characters in that. So how many people are in that Star Wars LARP? Ten. Oh, yeah. not bad. 
Huh? Cool. Well, have fun. Thank you. Yeah, tell us what Enjoy Holland your salad. Was. Yes, thank you oh, for... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I listen actively to all your I guess so. You were answering questions about our I podcast. I'm holding off on giving, you know, five-star review. Yes. I want to see what everyone else has posted. Mine has to shine. So oh. Sure, so. <laughs> It'll shine because there's not that many. <laughs> all right, have a good one. So, Shan is a big uh, RPG game master. He runs a lot of Call of Cthulhu. And actually, he got... He, ran, he won a contest where he his contest where he ran a what is it not ran but uh, submitted a scenario to uh, chaos and he won well I, I, don't, I don't know what he won but I don't know if, I don't know if they gave him anything but they they're they I think they're running the game or his they probably publish it sooner or later but they're running his his scenario at conventions yes run by people who are you know I don't know what they call them everybody every company calls their people who who put on games for them, different things like if it's an espionage game, they call them agents, and if it's a, and if it's a fantasy game, they're called you know sorcerers or something like that, right? But they basically are like people who market the games for them by running games at conventions. And his, his adventure is called the Search for Brian Baru. Brian Baru, something like that. So if you're into Call of Cthulhu, and you really like a game, uh, I heard it's a really good scenario. I have not played in it, but uh, he's, he is a pretty good GM. And very good at running Call of Cthulhu. And he won a contest, so he must be good, right? Well, he's a writer, too, so... That's I mean, true, he, that's true. And he's, he's very talented that way, so... He's, yeah, yes, he's very imaginative and artistic in that sense. So, uh, we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about... I want to talk about smaller conventions. So, this convention, Pacificon, is about... I don't know, it, depending on how many... Every year, it ranges between, I would say, between 700 and 1,200 people. I would say between 1,000 and 1,500. That's well, okay. what they said in the thing. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, but what I like about smaller conventions is that you could actually sign up for things and get in, right? Uh, there's not a huge amount of people, you know, clamoring to get in. Uh, usually, there's some space uh, available somewhere. And this is a really nice venue. So, I mean, the space is really big. So you can usually find somewhere to play and do all kinds of stuff that you like to do. Well, when you say smaller conventions, you're talking like Gen Con, right? <laughs> well, Gen Con, and there's a couple of like Origins around 10,000, I think. Yeah. Dragon Con in uh, Atlanta is around, it's in the thousands, right? And and those, you know. People can get lost, literally lost in those type of conventions. I can't right? even imagine being at Gen Con, and I know some people went and and yeah, we have friends there. And they, I, I just I'm not a big one for large crowds myself. Saul <laughs> knows we've been at the Comic Con, and I get I'm that was like, what twenty thirty thousand. It was like it was crazy. You were we were walking in the dealers room, and literally you were shoulder to shoulder with everybody, and I was like, Except trying not to. Friday was not bad. Oh, I, <laughs> it was. It's still crazy because you know, yeah, you you're go. like literally touching people as you walk by them. And I'm like, oh, I didn't like that. I know you, but I don't need to know you that well. Well, that's hilarious. But but you're right. Gen Con does have that that what is it? That reputation Huge. that it's wall to wall. You know, the, I, I don't know if you if you've been in role playing games and and just look up Gen Con dealer room openings and if people have made videos of the the mass of humanity just being you know shuffled to these there's a whole bunch of doors but it's just like it's just this this 
mass amount of people going to the dealer's room. And then in the dealer's room, people say like, it's just wall to wall people. And there's, you know, like it, group, what is it? They're not group, it is kind of group dynamics and, and the, uh, with the flow of traffic, you know, you kind of like, you have these little rivers of movement where if you get caught up, it goes, I want to stop at that booth, but everybody's pushing you. you go, oh, maybe I'll come back to that booth later. And they're not actually pushing you with you, no, it just, you, it's, you're like a fish, literally, at those big things, especially in the like dealer's a, room. More like a jellyfish. You, you, can't, you can't, like, I literally, if you stop, people run into you and you stop the whole flow of the, of the, of traffic. So I was trying to turn on the mic. You're on, brother. You're on now. Live from Pacificon Game Expo. Bo, 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 bo. It's Mondo time! So, obviously, you're in good spirits. I am. Cool. I am. We are ahead of attendance so far. Well, that's good. At the same point last year, so as long as as long as long the freeways don't all collapse the next hour, we're good. Good. Yes. Collapse, yes. I don't think there's going to be any major collapses, hopefully. You know. no, that's never happened in the Bay Area. Yeah, no, no, never. Not during a World Series or anything. No, no, no. It's not even close to World Series time anymore. Actually, for a number of years in a row, the, the amazing transportation department decided to shut down one of the major bridges on Labor Day weekend. Yes, yes, every always, Labor Day. I think it was the Dumbarton Bridge for some reason. Yes, it was. It was dumb, whatever it was. <laughs> and I don't know. And, and they did it for like, what, how many years? I don't Three know. or four? Yeah, at least. At yeah. least. And they were just closed up that weekend. It's like, aren't you working the rest of the year? <laughs> it's like, you only work on Labor Day? Don't take, don't take the title literally. <laughs> labor Day. You're supposed to like not labor on Labor Day. You think, right? <laughs> Or is it about workers' right? United, unionize, unionize. That's no, what it's about. That's, that's, I would think, but yeah. That was really strange, you're right. I never heard of it closing any, any other time. They that's, had to pick a time. You, that's because you weren't paying the bills for the, <laughs> And then they got squashed by it. But isn't there something that down south? You're from Southern California. I am. What do they call it? Uh, the traffic apocalypse or something? That traffic happened? apocalypse. Or something like that. That's right. And it happens down south in Southern California. <laughs> And, and it's it's just horrendous. You just stay home. Is there is there a certain reason that happens? Uh, just a random roll of die. Oh, 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 it's, <laughs> it's not just planned. A bad day. It's not planned. Not enough people took vacation days that day. <laughs> is usually what it is. Can I not be from the south anymore? <laughs> you can be whatever you want. Bro. Oh, good. I'll be I'll be from here now. Southern California. That's yeah, right. Not, not Southern California. Uh, what I want to tell you about is exciting. Yes. The first time ever at Pacificon, Pacificon, Con, Con, Con is our blood drive. We have a yes. blood drive going on until two o'clock today. Right. We have vampires standing by and and plenty of room for you on the stretchers. So come on down to right. the blood drive. Yeah, we saw the guy clearing the sign to save the humans, right? <laughs> save the humans, save the cheerleader, that's right. Be heroes. Yes. So that's pretty cool. So that's uh, where are they located? Do they have a bus or something? They do. They have a, a blood mobile van. Oh wow. Straight from Transylvania. And they're parked just outside the parking lot. Right next to the convention. Oh, okay, okay. So it's easy to get to. It's easy to get to. And they'll wheel you back in after you're done. Yeah, they give you a cookie, I think, and juice. They do, and juice. Yes. It's really great. It's like, you know, I went looking for third graders because they would love it. <laughs> I don't know if you could take a whole pint of blood out of the little kids. You know, I don't want a pint of anything to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go down there and give blood myself as well. Oh, don't don't uh, overexert yourself after that. <laughs> well, I have type O blood, so I feel an obligation. Oh, yes. For the O, for obligation. Um, an obligation to give blood because I'm a universal donor. Universal donor, right. That's right. That's what, so we're going to just proliferate Mondo throughout the land. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So, anyway. so that's good. Uh, you know, anything else you want to talk about about what's happening here? Uh, well, we have a live auction today. 
we tried having a dead auction, but they just bid very much money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zombies just going, you know. So what time is that? Right. That's at five o'clock tonight. Okay. So they can they can uh, sellers can send lots in all day long today. Okay. And then uh, and then today at five will be the actual auction. Cool. We haven't had a live auction. I think everybody who used to like the auction died, and so <laughs> so we're trying to make it a live auction again. And it was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was huge. It was well, huge. Well, you know, we're old enough to know. Uh, we're old enough to know that back in the day, uh, uh, it was before eBay. Auctions were a big deal yes, at conventions. Yes, yeah. yes. But then eBay came, pooey yes. eBay, and just squished everything. Right, 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 right. No, that I, you're right. But I know people who uh, who who've taken stuff to auctions and they do quite well for they, their they for do, their yeah. for their games. You yeah, know? they don't have to run conventions for a living. <laughs> they do it very well. <laughs> a lot about that well. Huh? <laughs> It's still gotta work. I grew up to be a con man. Yes, my right. mother would have been proud. Yes. <laughs> but auctions are cool because then you can get stuff that you might not be able to find anywhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It is the elephant's graveyard for games. Yeah. That's for sure. Please take my games. <laughs> so exactly. is this a, so we were able to stay till the flea market because we were pretty tired. Oh. And uh, how how did that go? Did you stay for that? Did you buy I'm anything? I'm older than you. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I did saw you? them. I saw. I made sure my dear friend Alex, who just had heart surgery, it was here like oh, the geez. day after. It's just amazing. Oh my god! And I made sure we wheeled him over to the front of the line uh, because he has a lifetime pass. And lifetime pass members right. get 15 minutes early admission to the flea wow. market, right? and right. then I put Alex at the front of that line. And they all looked at me like, you've been waiting here, man. But yes, but you didn't serve your country as a colonel, and now just had open heart surgery yesterday. So, <laughs> so, so, so this is Mondo's role. <laughs> you have open heart cool. surgery, and then. Five men open up their shirts to show oh. me the heart scar from the surgery scene. Oh, that's terrible. They want they want to go to the head they of the call class. Five bluffs. Uh, no. How dare they? Gamers. So did you buy anything at the flea market? No, no. After I got make sure Alex was there, then I went up and made a sheet sandwich. Yeah, I was yeah. done. Yes. yes. So I, had to find, I had to pick up my girlfriend at the airport at eight thirty this morning. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So she's here. She's a muggle. So she'll be learning one of her first really? adventure games. I have huh? the brilliant, the best game teacher. She's our board game ambassador, Jody Soros. Uh, will be teaching us a game, um, and 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 uh, teaching Kathy her first yeah, Euro style game ever. So wow. Yes, yes. So this is the final test for Kathy. So right. do you know what game is going to be? Uh... That's a surprise. Oh, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> She'll figure something out. It'll be great. Oh, hopefully it won't be something like you know through the ages or something. No, like it'll that. be something probably <laughs> nice and easy to it learn. It'll be like a Twilight Imperium. No, no Twilight. Fourth edition, which I heard is uh, slightly sh shorter than uh, third edition. By about four hours. Jody made terraforming Mars seem easy. Oh really? Oh, yeah. that's a good game, though. I love that game. Yes. I love that game. Yes, right? but but it's no longer. It's I, no longer. I, I, I would say stick to like anything no longer than an hour and a half. Well, see, I grew up. I, I was that annoying kid that made everybody who came over play Monopoly with him. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So I'm used to games that last hours and hours and hours. Yes. So these games, oh, an hour and a half. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, you know, me and my family, we lived out in the boondocks when you know. Right. Uh, uh, literally in the middle of an alfalfa field, right? Because we lived in a ranch house, and and uh, the rancher had moved and bought a, a nicer, built a house, and so he took pity on my me and my parents, <laughs> my family, because you know there was nine of us, you know, nine kids, right. so there was eleven of us, and he had an old large ranch house, but it was in the middle of nowhere. There was like we were eight miles away from Salinas, there was n nowhere, so. And then it was back then. It was only three channels. Remember? That's right. Right. There was only three channels, and it and it, and it was like shows that for us kids that weren't 
all that like mod, you know. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really appealing to me. No. So we we would play Monopoly like all night, you know, Monopoly, Life, all those parts. That's right. That's right. And so yeah, we I, staying staying up and sitting at the table for hours and hours was not a big deal. <laughs> it trained us for you know playing. You know, <laughs> yeah, they said, hey, this is a long game. Sent two hours. I go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're being called. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's nothing. Did you do it already? No, I took out my ID. Oh, you oh. Your ID? Wait, how like, do I know you're really you? Yes. You didn't show me. Did you, try buy, did you try to buy beer again? Come on. I'm live. <laughs> live from Pacifica. <laughs> you want to come out? No, no. what? <laughs> She's trying to tell you the number. You want to tell everybody on, on, on online where my room number is? Great. I tell you, I, I got it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Wait, I don't think they have any Hispanic listeners. Is Seiscientos? Wait, I'm an ornamental Mexican. Oh my I don't God. Spanish. Seiscientos doce. No, no, no. Seiscientos... 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 No, Diecisiete. No, it's doce, as I heard. No, 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 it's seventeen. Oh, okay. Diecisiete. Diecisiete. You got it? I forgot how to count. Is it right? Ah, 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 ah. Were you right? Si. Okay. Si. Orale. 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 It's I don't know what that means either. I have no idea. It depends on how you say it. Orale is a word that, depending on the inflection. Orale. 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 You're right. It means everything depends on how you say it. That's right. That's right. It's like mando. Mando's an adjective, an adverb, a verb, and a noun. It could be all those things. Oh, that's a really mando event. I'm mando. That's mandorific. It's an on and on. On and on. So, MondoCon? Mondo GameCon. Yes, April. April 10th through 12th at the, at the old Dunphy Hotel, now the San Mateo Marriott. Right. And it's not old anymore. They remodeled it. It's really pretty. <laughs> it's really a pretty hotel now. But it still has one of the old turret rooms. Yes. And, and if you go to my Facebook page at Gabriel Babalu Mondo Vega, then... It, it will have a video there of me touring. Oh, that, right. You put a video up. Yeah, okay, I, did, cool. I did. I did. I did. I have and not checked that out. I'll check it out. We're, we're, look, we're thinking about putting a little a little uh, museum in there with with uh, uh, old Pacificon memorabilia and things. So we're putting a call out for old program books or t-shirts. I have the security t-shirt from 1992. Oh, that, would be, <laughs> that would be perfect. And, and wax dice that might have been used back then. Who knows, you know? I think this one stayed home. We never, we never brought that into public. <laughs> Back then we were kind of embarrassed, but now it's like, you now put, it's like a museum quality. glass cube over it, people go, what the heck is that? Yes. <laughs> so that's exciting, uh, you know, so you, you know, you, you can't have enough of Northern California, you have to have no. another, another convention That's there. right, that's right. And we had discussions today at staff about doing a convention for convention organizers, specifically <laughs> to the gaming community, Oh, right? wow. And, and it's a question... It, it, it's a, it would be the people who are running these big shows, like helping the small conventions in smaller communities and stuff throughout the country learn how to run the conventions right. and grow them and add exciting elements to them and how to get guests and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, because uh, uh, I was talking to him yesterday. I forgot his name, I'm sorry, but he, you helped him run or helped him out with Dragonflight or something like that? Yeah, Mark Redek, our show director. Right, and so he said that when he, he all of a sudden got in charge of being in charge of it or doing something, that you helped him out how to deal with the contracts because you didn't know much about it. And so, you know, and, 
and unless you, how do you know that stuff, right? Where do you go to learn how to deal with hotels about right. about convention space, about rooms, and and what does it mean when they guarantee rooms versus how much space you need and all that other stuff. So, so that's pretty neat, and and that's pretty, you know, that's the kind of guy you are. You like trying to helping people. I mean, because there was no reason for you to divulge that secret information, right? And there's really there's no money in it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, just, no, no, you know, but we'll, we'll probably do it out in like Colorado. Because if we do it on the West Coast, we're only going to get West Coast people. Right. Because they just, they just hate us. And so we'll go to Colorado, which is like neutral ground, right? And it know. was like a Man of the Iron Fist, remember? Man of the, Man of the Iron Tower. Yes. Tower, remember? It was, it was all Nazi United States over here, and then the Japanese United States over here. <laughs> but Colorado was in the neutral zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Neutral so, zone. so we're going to the neutral zone there in Colorado. Um, it's likely where we'll go. And that'll allow us to attract people from the Midwest and East Coast, yes. as well as people from... From the West, yeah, right? right? And and um, we'll just teach people how to do this stuff, right? We'll just have them sign an, uh, an agreement that they do not put any shows up in within 50 miles of me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They can put shows wherever they want. Um, more conventions is a good thing. Right. More, more, the way I describe it, the life of a gamer is like a big Hot Wheels track. Remember Hot Wheels with the orange oh, yeah. things and the purple joiners, right? And though that's the life of a gamer. The problem with that is that as your, your track is a year big long track you run out of gas right well they made these things called superchargers for our kids with big d-cell batteries and when you're you put them on the track in places where your car was starting to lose momentum and then these wheels on the inside would spin and boom your car would just shoot out and you'd be going around again until you needed another supercharger well conventions are superchargers in a gamer's life i think so they motivate them they energize them they excite them and then they're back to their friendly local game stores and they're playing in their back rooms, they're playing at home, they get all excited and stuff, and then boom, another convention, and boom, off they go. Yeah, yeah. good idea, yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, because we, we always look forward to conventions, uh, just to, to see people that we don't see, yeah. you know, and, and that's a lot, big part of it. And, and just, you know, get and play games with people that we don't get to play yeah. games with. Normally. And, and learn new games. And, and learn new games, yeah. And your people get to see you because you're a podcast, so nobody knows what you look like. <laughs> They're yes. actually aliens from another planet. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're green. <laughs> they have giant tendrils and stuff like that, you know. And be sure they've eaten before you sit down. <laughs> yeah, so we got to get a little Humans right taste good, so. <laughs> No, that's pretty cool. So yeah. the, the, when, when is that? When you, what time period? Oh, yeah, it's just it. this idea oh, right now. okay. Well, no, that'd be cool. You know, I need more than to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but you're also, you know, you, we, we talked to you about, about getting your SAC card, right? Right. You're, you're acting, whatever. Oh, oh, that's right, the voiceover stuff. Yeah. Because I'm so shy behind a mic. Um, the, the, yeah, yeah, but I'm just waiting. Peter will, uh, after this, when we call you again, I'll go up there and do the next episode of, of, uh, of uh, the world of Chaldea, right? Yeah. And, and I'm very excited about that. It's going to be amazing. a lot of fun. And um, the character is really, really awesome. And the people who are who he has involved in it are really good and wonderful. And it's as an artist, it's great to play opposite other artists that are really strong and right. really, yeah. really, you know, talented and gifted in their craft. Um, it's exciting. It was. It was even if it never happens again, right? It was. It was so memorable. The experience. I can right. still remember every moment that I was there and feel it close and, and it'll be awesome yeah that, that's amazing yeah that was, I was when you when you posted that I'm like wow that's a big deal that is huge. I was so happy <laughs> you know it was just it's just cool you yeah. know <laughs> you're still giddy <laughs> <laughs> just, I 
just, I'm just this guy. I'm just an ornamental Mexican from the west side of LA, and I can't believe some of these things are happening. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just kind of, kind of cool. So yeah, it is. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. How long do you, do you you get here when you got here? I got here on Wednesday night. Wednesday, and you'll stay till when? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I'll wow. I have a meeting with the hotel. We traditionally have a breakfast meeting on Tuesday morning. Okay. And then um, either they owe me money or I owe, the, I owe them money. It's usually the second. Um, <laughs> and we settle that up and we talk about issues and, and stuff. Right. You know, I give them the praise that they deserve at that point. Um, as well, which is at this hotel, most of the conversation, because they do such an excellent job here. They really take good care of us. Um, and and um, I have a friend who's here who I learned, well, I didn't learn to play DD with him, but. Soon after I learned, uh, he went to the church I went to. This whole family did, and and uh, um, he was really interested. He was he and I would sit down and play play uh, squad leader. Oh wow! And yeah. ASL. Right. And 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 in fact, he taught me how to play Panzer leader to begin with. Right. Yes. The predecessor to squad leader. Right? Yeah, Panzer leader and no, Panzer, Panzer Blitz. Blitz. That's yes, right. Yes. That's right. And and we progressed through all those <laughs> games. Um, and then huge scale Dungeons and Dragons games that we would have. Um, it was the it was uh, 77, 78, 79. The church we went to was a conservative Baptist church at the time. So it was really interesting because the living room on Saturday nights that we would have a D and D game that I would run for with fifteen players. Okay. Wow. Fifteen. That was normal every week, right? Because I didn't <laughs> say no to anybody. We right. Before there were maps and stuff, we had this big, like, like iron or metal metal um, uh, board. It's like a big drip, drip pan for painting or something. You know, it, it was big. And then somebody had taken a piece of plastic of some sort, a white plastic, and they had hand drawn hexes through the entire map. Okay, so we fixed that up there, and then we took little magnets that we put little notations on the little round magnets and wing nuts. Right, oh and those God. represented the monsters and the different people on the on the thing. So oh my God! Because with right. you know, with four or five people, you could do you could do Adventure of the Mind. Right. With fifteen people oh, yeah, and maybe yeah. thirty orcs or forty yes. orcs, you had to have everything up right, there right, mapped right. out, right? Wow. So so that's we amazing. Into, we we would do that, right? Well, in that same living room that we were doing that, <laughs> in the same living room we were doing that, then on Sunday night, half of those people were back for the young adult college. Career fellowship after church. <laughs> Eventually, I got called before the elder board. Oh, did you? Yes, and I got to, I got to talk about what we were doing. Wow! And they asked me some really tough questions. Right. So how did it go? It went fine. Right. You know. Well, because you, you, you hear you hear horror stories about that time. You do. Period. Yeah. You do. And you know, and and I, you know, like I said, my parents were like, oh, you know, I think I don't know if I told you, but. My my older siblings were they were they got into trouble right and they they were like like my some people had mentioned the you D and D's like the devil stuff he goes I know they, my parents were they're home I know where they're at yep I know what they're doing yep they're literally reading books and throwing dice that's all they're doing yeah. they're not drinking they're not putting money on the table they're, yeah. they're not they're not smoking <laughs> drugs or something no and they're in the kitchen table every weekend I am. From what I can tell, I am likely the only or one of two uh, uh, grown-ups or kids at the time who I knew who went to the high school I went to who didn't try pot, okay? <laughs> so so I have been drug-free in that way all my life, yes. right? Um, and and um, it wasn't hard, you know? No. I would go to D&D games where everybody, it was like like pot was the least thing being done there. <laughs> they would always offer, but I was just sitting there going, 
No. I'm always the strategist. I'm saying, well, I'm going to beat them now because I'm clearly thinking who they are. <laughs> well, I got more game competence than yeah. just taking out bourbons. I'm sitting there going, yep, I just need to make this game last longer. Yes. Because <laughs> you're just going to get sloppy. Yes. <laughs> because I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that, That's but no, right. I I've, I grew up, you know, my my oh, those the siblings got into trouble. Yeah. Obviously, did all kinds of things. Felipe, my older brother, he's five years older, and he was the Boy Scout, right? Literally, was a Boy Scout, Eagle, Eagle Scout, Scout. Yeah. Eagle Scout, right? And so, so he was like very, you know, straight laced guy, right? And so he, he was my role model, and then my anti role model with my older siblings were like. I really don't want to get into trouble, right? I don't want to do that stuff. And so all our friends, you know, even to this day, all, none of my friends smoke cigarettes right. or do drugs. Right. Uh, most of them don't drink. You know, they'll have a beer maybe, but they don't get drunk. I'm, you know, and so that's that's yeah, the, at least not around you. That's the that well, that's the core group that I have that right, I play right. with, yeah. and and it just seems you know there's been a smoker here and there, but 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 it's like been really like wholesome type of group we have one person in our staff community right uh, my staff group that's that's our party boy and that of course I, I call him it's, Al, it's Aldo right I'm calling you Aldo I'm calling you out here Aldo that's right Why, do, you have his, do you have two glasses of wine <laughs> oh that's just the start we call, I, I've always called him the Eddie Haskell of our of our group right Eddie Haskell come on <laughs> thank you Mr. That's, that's a stretch you have a lovely dress you have on oh, that's a stretch I know Aldo for years he's he is. He's beaver cleaver. Come on. Uh, you just, you just, you're just trying to get him mad. But compared to the rest of us, he's Eddie Haskell. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a better way to put it. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're right. Compared to the rest of the gaming community, he's definitely beaver cleaver. Right? Yes, yes. So, so, but no. But I think for I the most, most, for the most part, gamers, you know, they, they just that's a, a lot of them are not into that. Some of them are, it might be. Yeah. But for, for, from what I experienced, it's not a. No, no. It's not and, a huge and, interest. And, and I don't judge anybody who does, right? No, no, no. Yeah, you know, it's as long fine. as they're not driving the car into somebody, then right. it's, it's fine, right? Right, exactly. Um, so so it's, it's, yeah, no, it's liberty, man. Boom. Yes. <laughs> That's, it's very interesting that you got called in front of the, the church people because when I started playing, I think it was 1983 or 84. Yeah. That was the height of that. That was the height of the thing. And we went to a very conservative church, but the pastor's son was one of the the people that was the dungeon master <laughs> so we were playing at the pastor's house so nobody could say anything right so right. it was it was a little bit different because i i remember hearing all that stuff and my mom's like eh, don't worry about it that's so, amazing but yeah you but it, it, it happened i know i've heard stories of people who who parents found out about it and they're like uh they looked at it and they burned them right you know they, they literally had book burnings about it happened about during the pokemon craze they were yeah oh, yes. and stuff. Yeah. kids were just like that. no now they take the, 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 they go look mom you burn a car that's not worth $1200 <laughs> burn during the great D&D scare of yes, 1983 yes. yeah it's, it is crazy though I mean, yeah but we went through this also with, with I can't remember the name of the doctor um, the whole um, uh, the name of the book was the of the uh, it was about the comic books it was about the comic books and, and, the, and it, it, that movement caused the comic code authority Seduction of the Innocent was oh. the name of the book, right? No. And how comic know. books were just taking America down the oh, road, wow. right? And yet, and yet now, yep. fast forward forward, you know, fast forward to now, and we just finished a 22 movie episode oh, yeah, of the our, MCU, right? Yes. The most, yes. With the, the last one being the most 
popular movie, the, the best, the highest grossing movie ever, ever, ever. Right. Even, take that, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And so, 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 you know, we've gone from Seduction of the Innocent in the 50s, where, where Kyle Busing you know, rocked your brain, yes. to superheroes ruling the box office, right. right? And being part of the regular, you know, practically mogul community as well. Yes. You know? and, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's good to see those types of changes right. happening. No, no, it's it definitely, yeah, the, the, it's only positive, it seems like, in that sense. And that, that nerd community that was kind of besmirched so long ago is now like, you know, oh, yeah, everybody plays games. And, you know, oh, everybody. that lay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a callback. I can't do that one more time. <laughs> so, there. I don't mean to monopolize your airplane. Oh, no, no. So, no, no, no. We, uh, well, I was uh, wondering, do you have a... a you're a pretty busy guy. This guy is all over the place, uh, Mondo. Do you have a, a home campaign at all that you run regularly? Sadly, that that doesn't look like a good look. I I, I wish I did. Right. Um, I'm so close to starting a continuing campaign at the conventions. Right. Right. And I have more time at home, but for the last 15 years, um, I've spent most of my time developing my my the gaming communities you know right. not developing by right, myself right. right but being part of that development right, right along with the other other community leaders and stuff like that right I mean you know I still remember when I first started doing this right and now it's such an epiphany to look back holy cow I've been doing this for 15 years you know and I started counting up all the conventions and so that it's well over 75 different conventions I've run in, in 15 years oh, wow. and that doesn't even count the little little events I ran out of my game shop in right. Camarillo right so so um well, that's a lot of time I invested out here. So for me, coming to these conventions is like coming home. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah. I see people that I only get to see a few times exactly. a year. Exactly. Think about it. Even some of our best friends who live in the same town we live in, we probably only see a few times a year. Yes. Yeah. And that does happen. Uh, well, me, not so much because, you know, I, I know a lot of people. Yeah. And, and, and I use the term friend a little bit different than a lot of people yes and i know i have a lot of acquaintances but i have very few friends with them. Yes. and you do have to what do you call it i don't know what but but make sure that you see your friends and and and, and value them right so so you know that and that's why you know i i have my my birthday party and that's why you know i'll have i'll have like a, a, a barbecue that ends up being a, a, a game day right yeah. and i invite as you know a lot of people or as many people as my house will hold sometimes and it just just to maintain that those connections, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I probably haven't put as much maintenance. There are some people who are very close to me at home, right? Um, and 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 of course, there's my church, right? But but other than that, um, most of, it's funny. My 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 life is just bifurcated. <laughs> In Southern California, it's all about my theatrical stuff, right? Right. Yes. That's really what I'm involved with. There. Right. It's either the theatrical community or now the the the. You know, and stuff. you've, you've yeah. been doing uh, uh, playing parts and stuff like you were, you were uh, you ran uh, I don't know the, the the last big part that you had uh, oh nicely 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 guys nicely and yes <laughs> guys and dolls and, and I saw you post that I'm like I know that play you know I know that 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 thing so that's pretty exciting and so so you you know you obviously were very happy about that and. and and ran that for a while, right? That was a show that lasted. Well, it, was, it only had a, it had a five week run. Yeah, no, five weeks. That's yeah. what it was booked for. Yeah, and and it was it was an amazing experience. It was the first time I'd been on stage in a major musical. The first time I'd auditioned in four years. Right. And and I wasn't sure I was going to continue. Right. And then and then something clicked, and 
it, I've always believed if you follow your heart or your art, you can't go wrong. Right. And for me, my heart and my art are tied up in musical theater. So, yes. so the opportunity came up. I had done this role in Guys and Dolls in 1995. <laughs> oh, so just a little while ago. Just a little while ago. I played, I played nicely. And then I played Nathan Detroit about eight or nine years ago, right? Um, and I thought I wasn't going to get a chance to play nicely again. And then this group came up, and I, I auditioned, I got cast, and it was the best time of my life. It was amazing. <laughs> um, so, so I remember being at the uh, at the auditions. They give us all numbers to wear, yes. like we were runners or something, right? So I like, <laughs> eight seventy four on me or something like that. And, and so I get up to the audition. That never give a much. I got to the audition line, and you're just supposed to say, "Hi, my name is such and such, and I'm singing such and such from such and such," right? Right. And then you and then you cue them and you sing your song, right? right. Until they tell you to stop. Um, and, but I said, I said before I start, uh, does this number make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> so they're all laughing. Yeah. And well, at that point, then I cued the guy and right. I, I went on with and Mac the Knife. Yeah. Oh, Mac the Knife. That's a great song. For my, for, my, uh, for my audition for that. Now, is that in, in the musical? No. Oh, okay. They wanted something from musical theater. They didn't want something from the show. Right. But they wanted something. And so for me, um, Mac the Knife really resonated that era, right? Oh, yeah. I do the Bobby Darren version, not yes. the Sinatra version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Sinatra's great. Don't get me wrong. Hey, Bob. But it's the, it's the Bobby Darren version. Um, I love that version. I had just started, I had just started trying to start seriously singing again maybe six months earlier. Oh wow! And it was by going to karaoke of all <laughs> things, right? And, and I, I really, I have a hard time around drunk people. Oh yeah. And karaoke's in bars, <laughs> <laughs> and they usually drink. <laughs> and so not only am I listening to bad singers <laughs> singing <laughs> drunk. Yes. <laughs> but but. But it's, it's a great place to work out with an audience, right? Yes. And and so so um, you get instant feedback. You, boy, do you! <laughs> hopefully, avoid the beer can. You know? And unlike other people, like oh, I know that song. I can just go up there. The words are there. I can yeah. just sing it, right? Uh, my, my my girlfriend Kathy, who who is a singer also, right? And on our first date, we went to dinner, and then afterwards, I said, "We're having such a good time." It's like, well, do you want to go down to Paoli's and, and go to karaoke?" She said, "Sure." And so off we go to Paoli's on our first so date. So did you know she was a singer? Um, yes, I knew oh, that. Okay, I knew okay, that. Okay. I knew she was a singer before we met. Um, not before we met, but in our talking yeah, to yeah. each other, right? Because we met online, right? Okay. okay. So, so um, I started working Mac the Knife a few months earlier than that, right? So that's what I would work at the at the thing, right? Yeah. So when I got to the audition, I knew that I wouldn't have the words in front of me because, like in karaoke, you have the words in front yeah. of me, right? Um, but I work a song so much before I go there, I don't really need them. Right. But I know that they're there. Um, so I had practiced singing the song without words. What I hadn't done was practice singing the song without a mic and chord, right? So, so oh. how you present the song is yeah. just as important as how you sound, yeah. right? And this is how I was used to singing back then. You're, you're used to you're used to it, right? I'm you're up there. I'm going. Uh, the first thing I think to myself is, "Holy crap! I, what am I going to do with my hands?" I'm going. I'm just going to do. <laughs> I'm an actor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to. So you walk around with like you because I didn't. I hadn't practiced. Singing yeah. the song without something in my hands, yeah. right? So, so that was that was. Did uh, they not watch you moving around or something? No, no. It was it was it was you know I I moved. Okay. I moved more than I do with karaoke. Probably because yeah. I'm overcompensating for having a mic. Um, and then and then uh, they let me almost sing the whole song. Cool. You're supposed to sing a minute. Oh wow! <laughs> always a good sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Always a good sign. Uh, let's keep listening to this guy. See what he's got. And then you get to call back, and you're thrilled. Right. So now you got to go compete against the best of the best right. for the part, right? And they're all good singers, right? Um, 
But my ability to be bigger than life, bigger than the house, and on pitch really helped a lot. On pitch. Because they all went there. There's, there's optional notes to take at the, at the end of Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. And I took them, and none of them did. Okay. Wow. So, cool. anyway... It was it was amazing. It that, was an amazing you know, experience. I'm very happy for you. I when you when you said were you were you worried about taking the part because you're going you I, I think on your Facebook post you said I think I'm going to take the part. Because, did you ever say think about not taking it, or you were just worried? You know, is that is that the actor's dilemma, right? Was for me, you, for that one, yeah. I, the only time in the world that I'm absolutely fearless is when I'm on stage, right? right? It's the same dilemma I have when I'm at home. Uh, you know, I deal with a little bit of depression. Okay, I know it's hard to tell now, but that's because I'm here. Right. The happiest place on earth for me, right? <laughs> but but for me, getting past the guardian at the front door, right, is the hard thing. Yes. So every time I leave for a convention or anywhere, there's always the the gosh, I don't want to leave, and I can't wait till I get there. Oh, wow. At the same time, right? Yeah. And that's what I was suffering from when they offered it to me. It was like. Oh my gosh, I'm so comfortable here in my working from home with my cats in the dark. <laughs> do I really want to go out there every night and, and do all this yeah. and then and then perform again in front of I really don't want to stay at home. Oh god, I want to get back on stage. Yeah. And and fortunately it, it only took you know, I think it was it was this is what went through my head on the phone with the director when he was offering the part. <laughs> oh my you know? god, oh my god. And, and so I told him yes. Yeah. You know. Oh, good for you. Um, that's good. That's and, then, good. and then the rest of me caught up with that decision. I got fooled a lot. But all that, Southern California is about theater. Yes. And Northern California is about gaming. Yes. Right? And and, and now we have Lobster again, so I may try one of those because that kind of combines the two worlds. Yes. 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 What I really wanted to do is, is continue to do my Murder Mystery Dinner Show productions. I have a friend of mine who's working with me on developing one that's D&D based oh. or superhero based. Okay. And then I would want to do one of those here and offered it to the public and to the to the you know discount tickets to the attendees and then full price tickets to the yeah. to the outside. And one night of the convention, offer that murder mystery dinner theater experience uh, of, that has like you know uh, like the Avengers but not the Avengers right because right. copyright yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's all by Disney. <laughs> yeah, they'll go after you. They, they, uh, they, they must have people scouring the internet for any mention of stuff because, like, like somebody was talking about using, using like that in the game and or on a podcast, and they like they got a call, they, they got a, a letter in the mail saying, uh, "Cease and desist." Right. And they're like, "Dude, I, they, they never thought uh, I have no money. I'm not making any money. Why did they just don't even do it?" I'm like, "Wow." Don't so, even do it. But we went to a, a murder mystery dinner, and then we had a fantastic time. It's, it's fun. One of my favorite ones is based on The Sopranos. It's called, that a friend of mine wrote, called The Altos. Um, <laughs> the like The Sopranos, but lower. Yes. Um, or, and and, and it's, it's, it's really fun. I play yeah. the consigliere of, and detective of the Alto family. Uh, of, of, of Francis, Francis Coppola is his name. Big Frankie. <laughs> Francis um, Coppola. And, and, and you know, it's Tony and, and, and Carmela Alto, and, and it's, it's a complete spoof on you can see yeah, the parody, gotcha. right? And we've done things on the Adams Family. We've done things on. Um, he and then he started creating some original pieces, like a murder at Castle Frankenstein. Wow. Where he played Victor von Frankenstein the Seventh, or something <laughs> like that. Um, and and uh, it has Igor in it and, and other other people in it. My yeah, wife, that's... the Bride of Frankenstein, and, and our daughter. And, 
it's it's really funny. It's yes. just funny stuff. We really had a good time when we went. We were like we were like weren't sure what to expect, and it was it was really neat. I mean, it was not a, it was like no scenery or nothing like that. It was just no. all imagination and. Yeah, and it was basically like a LARP, you know. It they, didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know. You know, if we said, "Oh, do you want to come and play a LARP at a game at a game convention?" A lot of those people probably would have said, uh, "No." But here, you know, they, they they give you food, sort of, and they yeah. and they and they have you know, and that's at a hotel. And they're like, right. "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll go." <laughs> exactly. But exactly. just don't call it a LARP, right? <laughs> and our format, um, we we do it with rounds in the room usually. And then there's no stage or anything. It's all done. The actors walk around the, yeah. the tables, yeah. right? So you know, theater, the inside out, they call yes. it. And then, and then um, at the, uh, let's see, uh, the det- at one point in the in the uh, um, the almost ending of the second to last break, uh, the detective comes. Um, well, I think I know who's, who. Uh, I think I know the solution to this. Do you? Open up your dossiers now and, and fill out the forms, and then we'll be back in five yeah, minutes, yeah, yeah. right? So people fill out their forms and have the questions of. How they think it ends, right? Yeah. And so everybody guesses it, yeah, like, yeah. like the, the mystery yeah. of Edwin Brood or something. Yeah, right, right. And and they turn those into the to the stage hand, the stage manager, the person running the outside. We're backstage. Five minutes later, we come out after she's collected all the things. She's grading them all, right? While we're putting on the last scene, which reveals how it turns out, right? right. Well, there's a question and answering that happens before they go back to fill out the, the things, right? So the detective usually asks each of the suspects one or two questions or three, okay, and then he opens it up to the audience. Ah, so that's where the improvisational part comes in because because they have to answer truthfully, except for the murderer, because <laughs> murder is murder and liars lie, and murderers are liars, <laughs> yes. right? So so they can lie, but yeah. everybody else has to tell the truth. Oh, okay, but without giving away the ending, and they have to be funny <laughs> because it's, it's really at the at the it's it's sure it's a murder mystery, but it, it's a comedy. Yes, right, yes. Right. okay. And so, so because I'm not going to do it, it's not a comedy. <laughs> and 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 um, um, so they have to come up, and so that's the improvisation because you don't know what the audience is going to ask. Right, right. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Right? And some of them are really drunk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those lady got a little tipsy. Yeah. 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 It was funny. And we know how much I've established how much I like working with drunk people. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not. Eh. Yeah. So well, it was funny because like. Uh, this personal stories too you know we when we were younger we'd go to bars and with our friends and stuff and because I didn't drink I was always a designated driver and so I you know as a sober person at a bar yes. it gets louder and louder even oh. though they don't realize it and it's like and they get they think everything's funny when uh-huh. it isn't right and so yes and so I'm like so by the end of the evening I was like let's just get everybody home right so I drive people home and I'm like and so it was just weird because like, and so I learned to hate drunk people, right? Right, 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 and bars. Oh my god! <laughs> so like after a while, I'm like, Daddy, let's not go to bars. Let's do something else. Now, I love going to trivia contests at bars because yeah. they're all drunk. <laughs> 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 Inherent. Yes. yes. So yeah, you stay you know, out. Do, sometimes when people ask me, well, how many drinks do you drink? I said, depends on how many weddings I've gone to, because how many toasts <laughs> I have to do, right? I said, I've gone to four weddings. Chances are I've had four half glasses of champagne. But um, I no, I don't. I don't drink much at all. But I, I will drink. Right. right? Uh, every now and then, every five, yeah. six months, I'll have a Guinness. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Best, prefer, preferably on tap. Yeah. The bottle yes. stuff sucks. Yes. But, you know. Um, and yeah, I have about, I, I probably drink once every two months. Yeah. And one drink. Because, like, I'm such a lightweight, you know. Every once in a while, like, I'll see my friends drink. You know, not friends, but acquaintances. Right. And I'm like, so they I'm drink. Like, I'm like, holy crap, like, you just drank, like, a freaking six pack. <laughs> and, like, you're, like, normal. I'm like, I can't. if I drank two, I'd be, <laughs> 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 I 
much. <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, one, I'm like, okay. You should see me on two better drill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, Benadryl doesn't affect me very badly. But. Oh, Benadryl is my nighttime help me still sleep when my mind is too active. Benadryl. And I woke up with a clear nose. <laughs> it's a side effect. So I use it for the side effect. Yes. <laughs> and the main thing is the side effect. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So there. Ta-da. All right. So anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we're good. Please come to my show. Yes. So we, we, like we were just saying that we like smaller shows because there's you know, more thing, events that you can actually get into. Like, you go to those big shows, it's like, we're, everything fills we're up We're talking about people fast. that went to Gen Con and stuff. Um, right. I was like, I was telling Saul, I don't think I could manage the crowds. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why I stopped going to San Diego Comic Con, which is a great show and everything. But I used to go in the 80s. Yes. When you could go to the con, right? It was a 19 of us staying in a hotel room, right, back then. <laughs> um, I remember the day I looked at my friends, and we're sitting in there, and we're like in our mid-30s, it's like... You know, we both have really good jobs. We can afford our own hotel room. <laughs> and we went and got our own hotel room instead because it was like this is this is crazy. And they were like, like, why are we, we still doing pay this? our piece for your room? Okay, yeah. we're not leaving sticking you with it. Um, I'm, I'm looking for something really quick here online. It's a song I wrote about conventions. Oh, oh. and it's to the theme of um, leaving on a jet plane. Yes. What's too, right? Yes. So, so okay. Now I know the words to put in here to look for it, and then if you'll indulge me. <laughs> Let's see. Does it come up here? From July 30th, 2015, Ode to a Convention Organizer. To the tune of Leaving on a Jet Plane with apologies to my hero, John Denver. <laughs> John Denver, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, he wrote that song. Yeah. I'm, Even though it's covered by... Sing Go ahead. Sing this now. Live. Go live. Ahead. Do it. Live on Gaming Perspectives with Saul and, and, and you. Jolie. <laughs> right. Okay. My bags are packed, Mondo's ready to go, off to plan a convention show. I have to give my cats one more goodbye. But the rent is due, so I gotta do that Doctor Who and Star Trek too. Plan some fun and merriment just for you. So please come to Mondo's Con, tell him that you'll bring your son. Play a game, sit on a panel for fun, cause I'm leaving on a freight train. It seems that I can't afford the plane. <laughs> you see, you need to come. Be you gamer, geek, fangirl, maker, freak, there's a place for you even if you streak. My cons are all inclusive, that's no lie. Mondo guarantees that you'll have fun even if you're weird and stare at the sun. So please consider our cons number one. So please come to Mondo's con. Pack your hat, even your ray gun. Cosplay cue Jean-Luc or Crusher's son. Cause I'm leaving on a freight train to make plans that entertain your brain. Leaving on a freight train. It's still cheaper travel than the plane. Leaving on a freight train. The costume I wore was rather tame. Leaving on a freight train. My Klingon replies were not to blame. Leaving on a freight train. Okay, yeah, won't let me on the plane. Leaving on a freight train. The no-fly list is a crying shame. Leaving on a freight train. In ten years, penalties start to wane. Leaving on a freight train. All of TSA, they know my name. Leaving on a freight train. So please, you need to come. 
Wow. That was cool. Very cool. Good job. <laughs> nice job. Okay. Am I done now? Yes. That was great. I don't know how Thank we're you for end stopping by. I don't know what we could do after that one. Kill the show. I guess I should do some con work now. Yes. yes. Well, thank you, know, you for stopping I by. Think you, this was so much fun. Yes, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. That was great. Thanks for coming to the show. Oh, yes. no problem. Yeah, okay. yeah, we love it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for giving us the table. <laughs> Perfect. Bob, what's going on? Lunch. Ah, did you get here yesterday or today? Yesterday, been playing Adventures League all yesterday and today. Oh wow! Oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> or Adventures League later. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Cool. What well, we just recorded a podcast and then uh, nothing after that. So I was running a game today. Oh yeah, run Alien. Yeah, Alien. Alien. Yes. Wait. RPG. There's a new RPG alien new coming one. out. Yes, there's a new one coming out based on the the same uh, mechanic as uh, Tales from the Loop and uh, oh, oh and, God. and uh, yeah, everyone will die really fast. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, no, I don't know. It depends on what people do, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but that, that's the kind of game. I, I play Tales from the Loop. It's roll some dice and then go, oh, I failed again. <laughs> oh, you know, all you got to do is roll a six. And, uh, yeah, all you got to do is roll a six. Yeah. Uh, oh, sometimes you can throw more than that. It's awfully hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Depends on how lucky you are. And making good decisions, you know. When not to roll the dice. Yeah, so no, yeah. So that's, it, I don't know, I haven't run it, so we'll see how it goes. So I run Tales from Loop and it was pretty well. Yeah, it was pretty it's well. a fun, I, I like the idea of the things, I just sucked at the game. I just oh, okay. Like rolling dice. <laughs> I think I succeeded on one roll. Wow. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I do, I, one game, my friend, my friend Bay, he wrote, he had an eight die pool. Yeah. He missed them all, right? So he pushed it yeah. and he got to roll eight more dice and he didn't get a single six. Ooh. So I'm like, well, that's just bad die rolling. <laughs> that's Bob in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I played a mini Starship game, right? And to win the game, I, all I had like 10 or 12 dice. I have a picture of it on my phone somewhere. It's like 10 d6 or 12 d6 or something. All I need is one, three, or four better. Really? No. Oh my with. god. That, that you just cursed it. That was <laughs> don't, cursed. Don't oh, touch no. my dice. No, no. Well, and then Adventures League yesterday, I'm playing. Crit, sneak attack, roll 12d6 for damage. Crit, sneak attack, roll 12d6 for damage. Three times in a row. Against you? No, no. Oh, oh you did it. Yeah, yeah. You were slaughtering like, yeah, them. 48 points of damage. Wow. I everything. And but, then, of course, I texted my friend to tell him how long I was doing it. After oh, that, it was one. Of course. Of course. You had to record it. <laughs> well, have so, fun. We'll have see fun. you later. Yeah, yeah. He's from Salinas. Oh, babe, I thank you for telling me. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was our son's eighth grade, um, seventh, science, grade. seventh grade science teacher. Seventh grade. Eighth. Eighth grade. You're right. It was pretty funny. We walk into the into the classroom and he has like a, a, a tie clips of like Doctor Who and a, and a, and all kinds else. of pins on his all kinds on of his pins stuff. on his uh, lapel and shirt. And he was wearing a weird shirt too, wasn't he? Like a he was definitely had this idea that. I think maybe he plays games. Yes, and I, I think <laughs> I think they I think school started before the convention, and then he came to the convention and saw him playing yes. Twilight Imperium, yes. and he was like, 
amazed and scared and shocked and that his teacher was actually at the convention. It was an amazing thing. It was pretty amazing. So there's quite a few people here today. Yeah. More people than yesterday. Yes, definitely. And hopefully it'll be a good convention. Yes. Uh, you know, according to I mean, Mondo, the numbers look better than they did so. last year, which is always, you know, as, as a convention, you always want to do a little bit better than the year before. Especially if they have room to grow, right? Yes. And obviously, uh, last year, it, looked, it seemed a little bit more congested because uh, they were remodeling the hotel. Yes. So there was less convention space available. But since then, they opened up that other area back again where they remodeled it, and there is a lot of space. And this is the future home of DungeCon. Yes. 2021, I believe. Yes. So Next not, year, not in next 2020, year. it's still in San Ramon. Mm, yes. But not next year. I want to emphasize that. San Ramon, <laughs> Marriott, Dundracon 2020. Don't panic. That's in the word, words of... Uh, don't even use... The, don't, even, don't even talk about it don't until about it. after. Don't look at it. Don't look at it in the eye. You're right. Sorry I mentioned it. But this is a you know, nice big hotel. It has a, you know, yes. a lot of rooms. And uh, I think that... Um, I mean, Vern is doing an excellent job with the role-playing games. They have all the sheets out for you to sign yeah, up. Yeah. Um, the the role-playing section is um, there's not a ton of there's there's quite a few games, and then they have the Adventures League and Pathfinder Society. Right. So there's definitely role-playing games to play. Um, right. And it looks pretty good. I see lots of names on those on those sheets. So that's well, a good. That's a good indicator. The more the more people that sign up to run role-playing games, the more people will come in. And <laughs> Julie rolls her eyes at me. Here it's real old school uh, because uh, the, a lot of people, uh, the, the strength of this convention has always been miniatures. Even way, Historical miniatures. Yeah, historical miniatures, which was, I believe that's what, how it started. It yes. was a miniature wargaming club that also you know, decided to you know, start a, a role-playing convention. I mean, start a gaming convention. And, you know, uh, other games were tacked on it. There wasn't a huge board gaming community back then, but now there is. And, you know, and role-playing games kind of fell by the wayside at this convention, but slowly, you know, I that, think... It, but that had to do with, like, um, Gabriel was telling us when we interviewed him. Yes. Um, he says it was karma, but because he did a convention <laughs> when, when at the same time as somebody else had a convention, and, yes. and that happened here. So a lot of people went to the other convention, That's true. and then... Um, they haven't necessarily come back. Migrated back, yeah. Migrated but, back yet. But mainly because, you know, at the, at the more, more or less, the, for people who like role-playing games, they, they go, well, that's not a very Well, when everybody leaves your convention, convention and doesn't right. run role-playing games, then people are going to not come to right. play role-playing games because there aren't any. And so, hence, hence so why So he's working on getting it back. Yeah. And, and I'm, uh, I'm asking, uh, you know, I've been asking my uh, acquaintances of mine and friends of mine who, who run games and stuff to... He you has, know, and consider. they've been yelling at him and stuff. So I it's always yelled at anybody. Not you. I said they've been yelling at you. <laughs> they yell at me. Yeah. So, 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 you know, you know, adding another convention to your to your uh, uh, itinerary. You know, for some it's a drive. For some, they would have to stay somewhere. And you know, and I understand convention. I mean, hotels are expensive. You know, and and not everybody can afford. But this one is definitely fun, and yes. it's a great hotel. And now that they've redone it, it's even more spacious yes. and cool. And, and they have a beautiful pool. So, so I would if you say kids, if you have time, you should stop by. And if you can't do it this year, do it next year. Right. I think the, the pool here is really a good factor because even though it's you know, early, late, late it's August, August, late August, early September, here in Northern California, that is not a big deal. It's really sunny outside. That's when it's really hot. It's like 90 degrees outside. At least 90 area. degrees outside. And, so, and then uh, dipping into the pool is not a big deal. And they have a, a short 
a, a short. They have a, a shallow, shallow section. A large shallow and a, section. And the, the not shallow section is, is it's a very large like pool. Five, five feet or something. Yeah, five and a half feet. And feet. it was really good for... So, so Don't when, worry, when, we... Oh, Scott, sorry. Sorry, I can't wait to go. Scott just left. Oh, you bastard. That's okay. Okay. What about you? Sit down. You're busy. No. You want to sit? Yeah, talk. Just talk it to the mic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Don't set me up. No, you They're can done. just say anything you, you want. So, well, what have you been up to? You know, you, you, are you moved out of the Bay Area? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Kind cool. of. Cool. In, the tra- in transition right yeah. now. Yeah, you, you live the life of a... No, it's not like life, that. Life, it's life, not life, like life, that. Listen, the I rich and shameless? No. No, it is. <laughs> It he is was, not like Stop that. teasing him, Saul. No, so I've known Aldo for a few years now. Coming to conventions. Few? Coming to, I don't want to say how long. Yeah. Plus? <laughs> Have you been coming to conventions that long? Uh, Pacificon 1994 as a vendor. Okay. The original. And then I started I've been coming to longer. Pacificon as a geek since 19... What was that? 80, 1987? Yeah, when I was 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 82 for me. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we've been. So, yeah. Each Pacificon other. was my first booth when I started my game publishing company. My poorly run game publishing company. But, <laughs> but I, you went from. Okay, so publishing, but you went into distributing. Correct. So, so publishing I, is different than distributing. Yes. When I was making games, yes. I called distributors to sell my games to them. A, a cattle battle. A battle, battle cattle. <laughs> battle cattle. <laughs> I played yes. that game. Battle cattle, yes. So, But it ended up being that I just, I don't know, I was just better selling games, I guess, well, uh, than making them. Now, <laughs> I, know, I know we don't have a camera, but Aldo's devilishly good, handsome man. <laughs> and so I could see that being very popular. I agree with Saul on that. <laughs> So you know, so so, uh, so have yeah. your wife listen to our podcast and uh, we'll yeah, fawn so over your good laugh. Looks. She'll just laugh. Like, she's a very lucky. Well, she's very what? pretty too. So, but yeah. but yeah. So yeah. So after after working with the distributors, some friends of mine just asked me. They go, "Hey, how are you getting your games into distribution?" So I helped them out, and then they, I started the company. Wow. So, so kind of like fell into it. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I fell into, but yeah, there was another problem with. One of the consolidators they're called, which is a rep, which is what I did. Um, and they kind of went out of business. So it was kind of a good transition. Oh. So that was February And it's made you infinitely wealthy. <laughs> no. Oh, God. No, but, but you, you were very successful, I think, right? Uh, I mean, because I, I remember people talking about, about uh, hey, this was on uh, Dice Tower Con or something like that. I was listening to a podcast. Yeah, and somebody mentioned uh, yeah. And somebody mentioned that... that uh, about about distributing the city goes oh and then they said I think said well you, you need to talk to somebody like Aldo because he really knows his stuff I'm like hey well, I Aldo that. is like famous I appreciate <laughs> that. no yeah. it wasn't me it was well it was, no I appreciate and so I'm like, I'm like I'm like well, maybe I should pay more attention to Aldo because like <laughs> you just thought I was just some guy you were hanging out playing games yeah, at a local yeah, convention at a local convention right? I'd buy some stuff no. every, every once no, in a while no I I was like I would say the best thing is is take away that to be able to do this full time. For 20 years, right? That was really cool. cool. Now yeah. that's just dating me, but I mean that was really neat to be able to just do it full time and you know work in the industry and yeah. And you, I mean, I remember uh, you worked with uh, you distributed some really fun books that I liked, like uh, 
Supernatural, and you know, basically worked with Margaret White. Oh, no, Margaret White. That was a that was a separate little oh, thing. Okay. But no, but like on the role playing side, like we work with Goodman Games and yes. Odiphius and Pelgrim right, Press, right? And Odiphius, Troll Lord Games, right? And, yeah. So I mean, we. I mean, those are yeah. names that, of course, yeah. people know. Right. So, I mean, but we just handled the business side, you know, the business wholesale side. Right. So that was our, that's our gig. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of. That's a good gig. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's go back. So oh, back to in time. Okay. So how did you get started playing games? What, how old were you? I mean, what happened? I mean, the story's boring. It's like any one of us. Oh, we grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. Did you? Oh, oh okay. Wait, wait, wait. Way back up the truck. How old were you when you were start playing Dungeons and Dragons? Where were you? Well, my brother's my brother's three years old. My brother was three years older, so we played with yeah, probably sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, my, my brother ran games for me and my friends. Right. So yeah, we played D and D. I mean, it was this, it's the same traditional. So what was your first? What what version of D and D did you start with? Because that that age you. No, the box, the red box. The red I mean, box. Yeah, oh, the box. I started with the original D and D. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, we had the expert book, the basic book. And, yeah. You know all that other stuff, but yeah, but then you, you know, it was back when. I mean, again, it seems like it's a repetitive story because we've all grown up on the original Axis and Allies. We all grew up on Fortress America. We all grew up on Shogun. Like we were all; <laughs> those were the board games we were playing. Well, I started Monopoly because I was well, you a know older. I mean. yeah. <laughs> yeah. As gamer. Yes. You, you, know. I, you, you know, he's. Uh, Although it's a little bit younger than me, obviously, yeah. since, you know, since, uh... <laughs> but, but, like, Upfront and Wooden Ships and Iron Man, I mean... Wooden Ships and Iron Man, Yeah, I mean, so these are all the games, and then when I was finally, when finally 16 rolls around, I'm like, oh, there's a game convention, you know? So, right. like, six of us hop into a hotel room and <laughs> play games all weekend, you know? Cool. And it's just, that's... So where did you grow up? I grew up in Burlingame, actually. Right oh, here wow. In San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I'm born in Red local boy. Yes, I am. Oh, I'm a local boy, yes. Cool. So, yeah. So you so you've been uh, you've been transitioning from getting away from uh, your job, right? Because you kind of like you're well, tra- not- the, the big thing is is that I sold my business. You sold your so business, So as of right. January first, I don't own impressions anymore. Right. But you like sticking around and helping show them the Co- ropes. Correct. So with acquisitions like that, there's always you stay around for several years and make sure a you told them the truth about everything, <laughs> b everything was the truth, yeah. c everything was still the truth. Yes. So it's one of those things where obviously they want to make sure that whatever they bought was what you said it was right. and that the, I can train people on how I did things, improve things with them, uh, let them improve things of course and all that other stuff. So the company that uh, that bought me was called Flat is called Flat River Group. And Flat River Group's out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Right. Um, and they work with uh, they're a distributor actually that deals with a lot of mass market uh, retailers like Amazon's and Targets and Walmart's, Wow. Kohl's and Bed Bath and Beyond and stuff like that. So cool. They do that that big side. So we used to sell our clients' games to them, mm-hmm. right. and they used to deal with that. Big and side. then they, they re- correct, and distributed. they would distribute it yes. to those mass market retailers. So they do a lot of that, uh, you know. So if you do see a game on Amazon, you know, they help get it there. Right. You know, well, we were just in Target the other day, and we were looking at because you can tell uh, it's changed. You know, the board games that are there. Oh, I yes. can bore you with all the business dynamics of. So go ahead. <laughs> it's really so, cool. That, that's pretty neat. I mean, like Jolene is right when when. We, when we were kids, even though there was Avalon Hill games and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. that was not a target, right? Even even Catan was not a target. I mean, well, we started or, seeing things at Toys R Us back. Yeah. Like Toys R Us was kind of Barnes and Noble, kind of uh, uh, you know did a little bit about. But maybe Toys, yeah, Toys okay. R Us started carrying some of the Risk yeah. and Axis now. Okay, Risk and Axis. Well, that's a Parker you know, Brothers but, game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah right? but yeah. 
So they try. Yeah. But but the, nothing like uh, you know, nothing smaller or niche like upfront or no or, or, no, or Axis and Ally. Was, not Axis and Ally, but Wooden Ships and Iron Man. Pop, yes. You know, game stores. And slowly it's transitioned to now you go to Target yeah. and you can find like Splendor and yeah. other games like that yeah. that yeah. that you wouldn't have to see. That's all due to. Uh, I'll go here. Right? No, it's not <laughs> due to me. No, no, no. No, no, no. Board and card games have definitely gotten popular in the mass world, I guess you could say. So, so yeah, so what, what do you think about that? What do you think about that kind of uh, uh, happening? It's great. Because you were, a, you were, you were a, a distributor before all that stuff happened, and then, and then now you see, like, explode, right? Because it's, yeah. it's a target. Dude. I mean, basically, we would spend, my business was really spent selling to those mom-and-pop game stores that right. had the grognards mm-hmm. and yes. the, the kids that were, quote-unquote, the geeks playing Dungeons & Dragons yeah. that you could only get at the 750-square-foot mom-and-pop yes. store, and that's where you found dice and all that other yeah. weird stuff. You the know? game store. But now, it's the popularity of non-electronic games has grown through the roof for some reason. Everybody says we're in a renaissance, blah, 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 blah. And now people like Barnes and Noble and Target and Amazon see that people are buying this product, so of course they want a piece of it. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I think we 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 had this idea that that everything was going electronic, right? Because like video games were going through the roof. They still are. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And but w- what's missing from that is like social interaction. Correct. Right? And so, that's the backlash that's been happening because video games and the social dynamic of video games got yes. so popular that or the non that. The popularity of video games got so much where people were just online right. yes. just playing their video games late at home Yes, that everybody's like, the parents are like, get out of the house, yes. go do something. Yes. And now the kids are fine, I'll go play Pokemon and Magic with my friends. And <laughs> next thing you know, exploding kittens and, yes. Yes. you know, all that other stuff, you know. That's so true because I just had that conversation with my son this morning. I said, are you going to play on your computer all day or are you going to come and play with real people? Yeah. And, and so, so he goes, oh, I'll just stay home. But then I go, well, let's let's give him a call and see if he wants to come out. So I go, hey, we're thinking about you know maybe coming by and picking you up. He goes, yeah, come pick me up. But look, I mean, we're naturally social. Yeah. Is, it, is it that gamers are naturally social or gaming makes us social? I don't know what it is. But either way, I mean, I just crave social interaction. Yeah. I, I'm not big on sitting in a room and picking my nose and, you know... <laughs> Going like, okay, I'm all alone. What yeah. am I going to do? Well, another, you know, no, I would uh, rather be out with all these guys. Yeah, right. another thing about, about online, I hate to say, is that some of the some of the interaction is toxic, right? Some bio people, yeah. you know, like my son, and he, he, I hear him talking, I'm like, hey, I don't want to, I don't care what your friends say, I don't care, you know, what their parents allow, don't cuss when I'm around. I don't want you cussing. I don't want to... I'm sure you've made friends where you keep up with friends through video games and yes, that's I awesome. Do. We do it on our mobile devices. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're playing words yeah. with friends or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, with somebody. But, I mean, either it's way, to be in front of somebody face-to-face here and hanging out and... And, and laugh at the terrible move. <laughs> giving people guff right yes, there. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. it's just... I don't know. I mean... So what kind of... What's your favorite game right now? Type of game or just game? Your game. Game. One of my favorite games of all time is still Wiz War. Tom Wiz Jolly. War? Yeah. Wow, you're going way yeah, back. Yeah, I do, but it's probably like third edition Wiz War. Yeah, yeah, edition, yeah. I can't remember. But, I mean, that's that's like one of my favorite games of So do you time. play a lot of board games, role-playing games? I know you you got a little bit more time on your hand, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. No, I have a game group. We play okay. board games and role-playing. And What's, what, what game are you playing in role-playing games? The role-playing games is a mix by my GM. He throws in... Uh, he throws in Dungeon Crawl Classics with Castles and Crusades and 
every once in a while he'll pull out a you know fifth edition book. I mean, right. his his is all a little bit of everything. Oh wow, cool! But we play. We we'll tr- we just tried Newton Year Zero. What'd you do that? Is, uh, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you play anything then? We'll play anything. Yeah, wow. we've got my bar game group, and they're they're really nice because I always bring new games. You know, that they, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got to try this game now yeah, from a client. You need to play this. And tell me what to do. <laughs> so yeah, so I've got that local group. You know that you know. We do so local, of, local where you local move to? Local to where? I, yeah, local to where I live in the East Bay. Oh yeah. So yeah. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're gonna say goodbye to them soon, right? Soon, yeah, yes. making a transition. And you, you are, are you are you an empty nester now? Is that right? Yes, my uh, two Your girls, youngest? one just graduated college, and my youngest just went away to college. Oh, she's already graduated the one. Well, my oldest graduated college. Wow. And she's the one that you probably saw here at the conventions over the years. Yes, that would be at the booth sometimes. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Used to come for years, uh, but she graduated college. Wow. So she's going to be off moving to a job, and my youngest just went away to well, college. So. Yeah, well, I, it must be that that that. Aldo Jean because they look like they're twelve <laughs> and they're very pretty. I mean, I'm amazing. But but uh, well, it's time for so are you are you uh, are you did you shed a tear when you're you know you dropped my off wife, your daughter? My wife shed the tear. I bet, but yeah. you didn't work. No, I don't know. I just had a conversation with another guy friend uh, uh, about this. Is is that it's like everybody's like you didn't cry, and I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, this is what it's uh, the transition supposed to. Be. I guess I'm kind of proud to say, yes, this is you what know, she's doing. it's going just fine. She's right. doing what we she wants yeah. to do. Yeah. Successful yeah. parent, check. Yes. Yeah, you know, hopefully. You're very proud. So, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. So is she out of state? Yeah, Alabama actually. Alabama. Let's not make California, Alabama jokes right now. No, I know. It's just gonna be crazy. But yeah, so yeah, so she's cool. off to Auburn University. Auburn, that sounds Alabama. familiar. <laughs> yeah, so. so, do you know what she's studying or what she wants to be when she grows it's up? Laboratory sciences. Oh, wow. So she kind of it's like bio and chemistry wow. type stuff. Like anywhere from like forensics, CSI yeah. type stuff to diseases, CDC type. So all those mystery games and uh, PI games that you play with her. I guess she's not really it. a gamer. My younger one's not <laughs> no, a gamer. No, no. That's okay. She'll be a scientist. Yeah, she'll she'll be she'll be a scientist. Yeah. There you go. Cool. But yeah, cool. So Exciting. yeah. So just trying to get used to. You know, no kids. So transition with the company, transition with the kids. Yeah, you know. you're doing it all at once. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it that's good. That's life, right? That's, that's life. life. That's yeah, cool. that's what yeah, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, our, but still come to game conventions to play uh, games. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, so Lamont will give you your own table. That's interesting. <laughs> that's kind of, well, for those that don't know, that's listening. I get usually get a booth and sell games for the clients that we grab. Yes. But with the transition, I don't do that anymore. Right. Now I just have a table where it's like. Play you can go chat with, with Aldo. Like, just play games with Aldo all day. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I work for this convention, uh, you know, yeah. helping out. So. You're just a all-around good guy. Well, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I charge, you know, you know, I charge uh, people Ma- for games Ma- all these years. Mondo, Mondo you know, let us in on a secret and say that, that you were the wild man of the staff. I'm the wild That's man. That's what he said. There's something similar. What did, what did he say? Man. Maybe I, maybe he I made always... a Beaver Cleaver reference. He said yeah. that oh, you were no. Eddie, Eddie Haskell. Yes. Yes. He always says I'm Eddie Haskell, always making trouble, which is fine. I don't mind that. I, I can't imagine <laughs> you being Eddie Haskell. I don't mind that. You know, look, in the end, there's so much energy. You know, there's just energy at the game conventions. Yeah. There's yes. energy in our industry. I've always said, people, if you can't have fun in the game industry, that's really screwed. Yeah, you're doing something very wrong. That's really wrong. (laughs) You can't enjoy yourself and have fun here. That's just weird. So (laughs) it's the game industry. 
is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I can make something like an insurance joke. I mean, if we were all in the insurance industry, really? Yes. How are the insurance conventions going? Yeah, I don't know. Compared to ours. No, yeah, no, no. So. Yeah. yeah. I think Sorry people are trying to, to all the insurance people. I think people there. are trying to avoid going to their conventions. You know, like, they go, you go to that panel, and I'll go to this panel, and then we'll trade notes. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just re- record, a, record the panel or whatever. Whatever talk is going to do. Whatever they do at insurance conventions. Don't they just talk at people? I don't know. They, they give you pointers, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, have like you been to an insurance convention? No, I have not no. been to I've been in the game industry all my life. Even before this, I worked in the video game industry. Oh, really? <laughs> Everybody says I went backwards. They're like, why did you go from video games to the board game? And I go, well, that's mean. Yeah. But, yeah, so I did video games. We, so we I, talked to a, a, a game developer, and she she uh, was into game, you know, developing games and stuff, video games. And now she's pouring them over to like uh, tablets and and uh, and mobile devices, mm-hmm. like uh, like board games, like Race for the Galaxy and stuff you, like that. So you talk to Teresa. Yes. Teresa, yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, you know Teresa. I know Teresa. Okay. Well, you know, it's Shout a, out to Teresa. It's a small world out there. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the gaming yeah. circles are tiny. Yeah. So she's absolutely, she's super. Fun to talk yeah, to, actually, right? she yeah, because uh, actually, shout out to the Backer Kit Company. Yes, they're in San Francisco. They do, they the, do a game a game night thing. So I went to that uh, a little while back, and she was there and other friends of ours. Okay. So, yeah, so I want to start going to that more often because it's really cool. They do it in their office. That's in San Francisco. It's in San Francisco, yeah. in which their, is kind of may or may not be hard to get to if oh, you yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, but yeah. either way, it's cool. Teresa's in San Francisco, so yeah, 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 yeah. she came by. It was easy, and then got to meet some of the backer, more of the Backer Kit people. So just things like that. I'm yeah. happy to. Keep going so she was games. talking about how uh, when we were talking to her, you're yeah. kind of going into like the wrong direction, right? Going from from uh, video yeah. games yeah. to yeah. making board games about video games about Dude, board games. It is so cool to be in the to do deal with board <laughs> games, like to have knowledge, to be a part of it. Yeah. It's like so trendy, cool right now. Right. You know? Oh, that's right. Board games. Like I tell people, I'm like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm a wholesaler of like board games, like non-electronic games. And I'm like, you know, like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. And then sometimes somebody will be like, oh, do you play like that, that like Catan? And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> I played Settlers Catan like 20 years ago. But yes, yes, that, like that. Oh, my husband's really into that now. So there's a lot more people that are throwing out, even if they throw out exploding kittens, that's fine. Yeah. I still say, oh, you're yeah. still. Yeah. And they go, oh, we have game nights or game groups. And I'm like, wow, you're just a suburban couple yeah. I would have never suspected this. yeah there's no so. yeah there's no you know D&D sticker on yeah, your car yeah there's no like <laughs> oh, D&D of course you do yeah. look at you <laughs> you don't have, the, you you don't have the, the jacket the bonsai yeah. the buckaroo bonsai jacket yeah you just never know who's gonna yeah who's gonna pop know, out saying no pop oh, yeah. out saying yeah oh pandemic and you'd be like what <laughs> well yeah <laughs> so yeah pandemic yes you play exactly. pandemic yeah cool so, yeah. so you're doing good I guess. And I you're mean, taking it easy, sort of? It's transition. Yeah, we just say transition. It's kind of cool to have a breath and, you know. Well, because right. obviously you ran your own business. And, and, Correct. And, and so um, my brother-in-law ran his own machine shop. And everybody I know that owns their own business, they work their ass off, right? Really. Well, and, I mean, and, and so, you have no set hours. Right. So Sunday night comes along and you're working or you know, a Saturday or you're on vacation, you're still on your phone, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now I'm lucky that the folks at Flat River Group, uh, the idea is they're a much bigger company. So they have a lot more resources, and a lot more people. So they're taking over pieces of the business that I was just doing myself. Right. So, you know, anywhere from, I mean, there's no payroll anymore. Right. So they're just writing checks and dealing with the bank account. So it's, you know, something I don't have to deal with. So we're able to make the transition and try to help get me to do more you know, focus things yeah. to help cool. them transition and yeah. you don't have to do boring 
business. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds excellent. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. So it's hopefully good. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. Cool. Yeah, new era. So do you want to get into nitty-gritty about distributing services? No. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm doing a seminar. I think I'm... Oh, you're doing a seminar? Uh, I'm helping Brandon Rausch out with yes. a seminar on That's manufacturing and six. printing. Six to seven. So, yes. So seven. I will be, I'll be helping out with So that. you know Brandon? I know Brandon well, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. We, we had him on an interview on one of our show talking yeah. about... So he was at that backer kit thing. Show yes. his game, for yes. example. Yes. yes. So, yeah. But yeah, so there's that. There's several seminars yeah. you know, for the I show. I saw them. I don't remember um, where they are. One about manufacturing, so we're going to talk about you know manufacturing games and the boring stuff with wow. importing and. So if somebody wants to post the game, they should come talk to you. Sure. <laughs> give us some pointers. Sure. Well, and if he doesn't give you pointers, he'll teach you a game. So. Yeah, exactly. Play a I game. I'd rather just play a game with you. <laughs> and while you're playing the game, he can tell you something. <laughs> so yeah, cool. Good. Well, good. always glad to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, always thanks. good to thanks, see guys. you. Thanks for doing. So, are you still going to go to the all the cons? You know, do you go to Kubla? You go to Kubla Con? Yeah, right? we saw yeah, 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 yeah. And DunderCon. Uh, DunderCon, I I had to stop going to because the new company um, is also a toy distributor. Flatbird Group also does toy distribution. Okay. So huge for them is Toy Fair in New York, which is the uh, same weekend as Dundra. Right. So I I I had to have had to miss DunderCon, yeah. which kind of sucks. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I was a dealer there for right. years yeah. years yeah. and. Blah, blah, You're a blah. fixture. <laughs> well, yeah, and then so no more booths, but I'll still go to Kubla and yeah. other local cons. I go to RageCon in Reno and RageCon. Oh yeah, you tried to convince me to go to yeah, RageCon. Yeah, you should go. I, I thought about it, but you told me like two days before, so I wasn't really sure you wanted to go. And then there's a little conquest up in Sacramento, so I mean I go to all those local, but like I'm going to Essen in, in Germany for work. Oh, ah, yes. Pax Unplugged in cool. Philadelphia for work. You know, yeah. I mean Origins. I just went to Gen Con. Couple few weeks so ago. So between Origins and Gen Con, which one do you like better? Well, it's not a like. I, I'm a bad person to ask because I literally don't play one game at those conventions. Okay, yeah. I, it's all business meetings, you know, yeah. visiting booths, yeah. helping clients with their deliveries and their booth sets up. Oh, setups God, yes. and Sounds like fun. <laughs> That's why I come to local con, so we can just so like, can have fun. Yeah. That sounds so, like but all those you're, playing, uh, you're playing distributors and, and, and yes. logistics. Yes. <laughs> so SNN packs unplugged next. Um, Is that going to be work. your new game? I think you're well, you going to go back to creating games now that you're a little oh, bit more God, free time? No. <laughs> Battle Cattle 5th Edition or oh, something? Yes. I love that game. I, I, I played that. I think it was that the first time I saw you. Well, I noticed you. Well, I didn't notice you before. But I, you, you ran a game at Conquest back when it was at the Mickey Hyatt. Oh, my God. Remember that? Yeah. And so I signed up because I go, wow, you get to armed cattle with rockets and stuff. Cows with I, guns, as I like show up and there's like little kids there. I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah, it became a big thing at and I go, a lot can of I the pl- local kids yeah. rooms at Kubla and yeah. Dundra. And, and I'm like, and I, I'm like, and I laughed. I go, can I play? He goes, yeah, please play. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. Go, okay, so I played. It was fun. Please. This little girl killed me, killed my cow. Well, there you go. She charged me with her steel Anybody tools. wants to license? Yes. <laughs> Might be a good time for a nice board game version of really? cattle cattle. There you not? go. You know, uh, I, it was fun. I, I was, I really enjoyed that time. Yeah, well, thanks, I appreciate that memory. I still remember. I still remember. <laughs> I appreciate that memory. <laughs> Even though you probably don't, like, what are you talking like, about? No, no, don't remind me. Ricky Hyatt, yes. Yeah. I don't think that place exists anymore. I don't know. It's, it's gone. It's a different hotel now. No, yeah. they raised it over and put some condos. <laughs> so obviously you're now having fun. Uh, yep. Taking it easy, more, more easier, I, I guess. Get to play more games. You get to play more games. Yes, so, sir. So good. Yeah. That's great. Good times. Yeah. And congratulations on the kids going Thanks. to college. Appreciate and, that. And your wife, you know, having a little tear. Saying yeah. Goodbye. She cried. I'm glad you you were able to 
girder yourself and not sit here. <laughs> Bye, kids. See you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna turn your room into a, 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 a exercise a, room, yeah. study room, Aldo cave. Yes, game room. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Well, thanks Have for stopping by and saying hi. Yeah. Fun. Yes. We'll see you. Okay. We'll play a game with you sometime <laughs> thank in the future. You, thank you. We'll see I'm you at your table. To go back to work. <laughs> we'll see you I'll at your table. Yes. Okay, guys. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Okay, that was Aldo, and yes. with, uh, I think we're gonna stop now because <laughs> Jolene is tired and hungry. And very hungry. So, so this we, is gaming perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And, you and have, a, have a great day. Have Hopefully, a great day. you'll come to the convention. Have a, yeah, go to the convention and have a good time.